brought to you by RootsOfTheSwampThing.com, your definitive online source for all things Swamp Thing, featuring news, reviews, and the comprehensive chronology of the Swamp Thing. All in Files number one is currently sold out. Issue two is in production. Make sure to follow John on Twitter at DC World Swampy or on Facebook.com slash Roots of the Swamp Thing. That is RootsOfTheSwampThing.com for more of the green. Welcome to Wednesday Comics. You are listening to Wednesday Comics, brought to you by RootsOfTheSwampThing.com, Rainbow Comics, Cards, and Collectibles, and WednesdayComics.com. Welcome to Wednesday Comics. To my right, we have Alex. Alex, how are you doing? Pretty good. Hello. And across me, we have uh, Garrett. Garrett, how are you doing today? Doing great. How are you? And with us today, uh, hashtag guest host 1.5. Garrett, uh, Corey, hashtag guest host one. <laughs> and this is Wednesday Comics, your friendly neighborhood podcast. And my name is Marvin, your uh, guy in the mic right here in, in front of the board. Let's see there. We're going to start You're the guy off. at the computer. Is that I'm, what it is? And the guy in the guy in the chair. The guy in the chair. The guy yeah. in the chair, yeah. Yeah, that's it swivels too. So. All right, yeah. Can uh, you slide between two computers? We only have one. So. I got one. Oh, well. Argument <laughs> invalid, I guess. Today, <laughs> a movie came out. When we came out? Spider-Man Homecoming. Spider-Man Homecoming. I don't know what the voice was, but... Um, <laughs> that was the intense interrogation mode. Oh. That's right. <laughs> so, first off, I mean, usually we talk free talk up front, but today we're going to talk about a movie review, because Corey's uh, here and he has a uh, time restraint. So, let's talk about Spider-Man Homecoming. <clears throat> directed by... Who's directed by? John Watts. John Watts. Starring... Tom, Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Gosh, Michael Keaton. Uh, Let's do it in order how the credits John are John Favreau as Happy. Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, forget, <laughs> I think we're forgetting. Whoa, are we doing the spoiler-free review part Robert first? Robert Downey Jr. No. no, we're just going Yeah, we're doing in. spoiler-free first. Oh, my bad. We always do. <laughs> <laughs> we always do. Ignore that part. I mean, it's not really that big a spoiler. Yeah. I really didn't care about that. Um, so, well, first off, I mean, we always do this every review. Overall, what did you think of the movie? Parts were good. Parts were not. I'm gonna. I, I give it a nine overall, but there are things that really bugged me. I'm sitting on an eight. Um, it was getting a little too close to two. There was a little too much of some things, and some things were forced. But a lot of the Spider-Man lore was still there, which was great. So that's why it's up there in the eights. But there, there was something like there were some things missing, and I get they have more time to do this story. For the Spider-Man, but we'll talk about it when we get to the spoilers. Corey? Um, I give it a nine on a scale of one to Spider-Man two. Um, <laughs> just because it's like, I think at the beginning of the movie, they really had it down. Like they kind of, they would have kept the flow that they started in that first act with, uh, you know, Spider-Man and, you know, just, I want to save it for the spoiler part. Um I mean the spoiler review part, but if they could have just kept the first act momentum going, oh, so I thought the it second half was stronger. I guess we should say. I mean, if you listen to the podcast, you would know. But let's just say for people who are brand new or have just started listening, uh, you love Spider Man. 
Oh, yeah. I'm crazy about Spider-Man. How much of, uh, you read all Ultimate? All of Ultimate Spider-Man, um, a majority of Amazing Spider-Man with gaps here and there, but I know the overall, for the most part, a lot of it. I've read at least the first 250 issues of Amazing Spider-Man, and I've been collecting from 595 on, and that's through the Superior Run and all the volume runs they've done on Amazing. It's going to start back up. Then. Uh, seven eighty nine. Is that correct? Yep, seven eighty nine. Eleven away from eight hundred. Yeah, eleven away from spending ten bucks. Um, I think, I think I actually am gonna be the uh, contrarian here, because it all seems like you said an eight. You said if it kept the momentum of the first act, and you think it kind of petered out. You said a nine, but you some things irked you. There's only one thing that really irked me. I think this is the best Spider-Man movie. I This is the most fun Spider-Man movie I've ever had. Yeah. This is the most that actually felt like Spider-Man. And because in those movies, here's the thing. Here's, it's not really spoilers. In those movies, it was more about like, it was darker, grittier. Like they try to go that route. And in this one, you have a younger Spider-Man, so it's more fun. And even though there are things like he's trying to do his dual lifestyle of being Spider-Man and Peter Parker, it's less about... Like, there's less about him trying to be Spider-Man and getting over a certain his uncle's death, rather than in this one he's just trying to be a hero. So the story is from what does it take to be a hero, rather than what does it take him to get over it, like honor his uh, right. uncle. And so for me, at least, I was like, this feels way different than those other movies because they always try to tell restart and tell that same story. Plus, you're in the Marvel universe, and actually, for this being the Marvel universe, because they're all connected. But they always all feel like, hey, they're in this universe, but they're adding things. This one, it felt like we have enough things now where it's living in this world. We have hints to the other movies, the Avengers movies especially. Like, how are people reacting to this on the ground? And it felt, I was like, okay. Like, for some reason, like, this one really felt like a comic book, like a Spider-Man comic would be, like, if I read an issue. Because when you read a comic, a lot of times, you are in that world. It's not like, oh, you're not seeing a connection to... Uh, Avengers and being like, holy shit, Avengers are in here? Like you do in the movies. Right. And then this one too, I was just like, it was just a matter of fact that all this stuff happened rather than me being like, oh, that's a sweet connection. Like it was so intertwined in the story that I was like, this really does feel like this has been, how many movies have they done? This is the six. Six, yeah. No, of No, of Marvel. Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh. I think it's 16. But this one is the first one where it's like, this is what it was all for. So you can put movies in this universe and not have to set up things like who's Iron Man, who's happy. People just know. And yeah. so like now they're just, hey, here's how Spider-Man would be in this universe rather than let's set up a lot of things. Like he's already working as Spider-Man. He already knows what he's doing. There's very little, uh, let's try to help you understand what's going on. A lot of it was like, here's just them living. And I really like, it would, for me, because that's, for me, that's always like the exposition all that shit. It's always, that's what makes me be like, okay, let's get past this part. I know what the fuck like, is going all on. Right. And yeah, maybe you're living out of fucking Rocky knowing who Spider-Man is. But at this point, it's like, yeah, we've seen, we know who they is. So like at this point, I was just like, I just want to see him. Because those good movies are always like, especially not the amazing Spider-Mans, but like Spider-Man 2 is great because it's like, we're done with all that. Let's He's just go, let's just go do the thing. Step, yeah. And this one we felt like, let's just do the thing. Why do we need to tell people the other part? And maybe we'll get into all that later. But this one was just like, let's just tell a Spider-Man story. And he's young enough that we can be like, how is this affecting him? Is he trying to grow up too fast? Is he trying to be more than he is? And we'll talk about it on spoilers, but something happens where it's like, no, he is at this level already. 
it's just it's like it's not what he knows it's what he wants to be so i really liked it a lot i actually thought it was the most fun out of all of them not that i don't like i like sam Raimi. it's in terms of directors sam Raimi, i think is a better director and uh, but a lot of his things are like showy yeah especially like in spider-man 2 and doc ock uh, spoilers for Spider-Man 2, if you haven't seen it. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> but like uh, Doc Ock in that scene when they're trying, the uh, what's that called? Operation Table. <laughs> what? <laughs> when he's in the operating oh, yeah. room. And that's really Sam Raimi. It's like it's like uh, the shots are very like close up. It's very like Evil Dead. Uh, quick shots and like you see like the chainsaw come up and it's very, it's very stylized. And in this one, I really didn't see a lot of that. So I think, like, director-wise, I think that movie's better. Oh, you, what sure are you worried? Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, okay. I thought one. that was Spider-Man 2. Not that movie. Uh, we'll forget about that. Um, Spider-Man 2, I think, is better directed. But in terms of writing in, like, Tom Holland, I think Tom Holland's the best Spider-Man. Peter, I think Tobey Maguire was a good Peter Parker. But I can never believe them as Spider-Man. It also felt like he was trying to play up. Like, I'm trying to figure this out. And I think he was getting kind of there. And then... Between like the end of two, I was like, okay, he gets it now. But then three, like, messed him up. Right. In Amazing Spider Man, I was always like, this guy's a good Spider Man. Um, what's his name? Right, Andrew Garfield. Garfield. Andrew Garfield yeah. But as Peter Parker, I was always like, this guy's too cool for me. Peter Parker, he's a fucking skateboarder. And like, you know what I mean? It's like, it never punk felt rock, punk rock, emo rock, yeah. or whatever. Never, yeah. I never bought that. It was like, this is the guy who's struggling, me and Peter Parker at school. I was always like, this dude, this, this dude's getting laid. He's popular. Yeah, this, yeah. this dude is making it in high school. He's not having a hard time. You can show me that he is, but I don't believe it. Um, but as Spider-Man, he was good. So it always felt like, okay, well, they got that part right. So in those movies, I was like Spider-Man, but the Peter Parker parts were the part I was like, all right, I don't want to like, right. I don't enjoy this part. And in uh, Tony McGuire's ones, I like the Peter Parker parts and the Spider-Man's I did like, but also I felt like that's a, that's the movie version, especially with like the uh, organic web. organic webs. Like they changed a lot of things. So it's like they're trying to make their Spider-Man. Right. And in this movie, it was like, OK, that's Marvel Spider-Man. I definitely agree that it was just totally like this is the first time it's Peter Parker. Like, yeah, I mean, there, there was always like hints, you know, and like, you know, some people could pull off better at times. But it's like it's just you felt the everyday and that's what Peter Parker is, the everyday struggle. You yeah. Know, how he's not perfect and how he, you know, but he still keeps, you know, keep on keeping on. The best part of Spider-Man 2 is when he... Good sentence. He's having <laughs> a hard you. time with that. Like a Peter Parker sentence. <laughs> <laughs> he's having a hard time with that. And then, like, he gives up being Spider-Man. You see how much he gets back. But that's, like, a short part of that movie. And I don't feel like three or two or, uh, two or one, excuse me, three or one really reflect on that a lot. And then in this movie... I feel like the whole time I was like, man, this dude's life is horrible being Spider-Man. Like, he can't do anything he wants to do. Right. Like, he really likes, uh, in the movie, Liz. And, but he can never do anything, uh, pursue her at all. Because anytime he tries to do something happens, he has to leave. Uh, he can never do any of his studies because he's so distracted. He's looking at Spider-Man videos on the computer. That was in a trailer, but so that's not really spoilers. But still, like, in this one, I actually felt like I was like, okay, like, now I can understand, and that's a point in the movie I was thinking a lot in the movie. This movie, I was like, "It's cool that Spider-Man, like all the suits, cool. All this is cool. Be part of the Avengers." But also, I was like, "Man, you can't do anything else." Like, and and there's other movies I would always be like, "Oh, I want to be Spider-Man." And this one, I was kind of like, "It might be hard to be Spider-Man." Like, it's still cool, but like you get that part, and I think that comes down to the writing. They, I think, for the first time, were like, "Let's make this more." And there's a good scene when he gets. Uh, we'll talk about that later. 
Actually, that's spoilers. I just want to spoil something. <laughs> but it really, I did really like this movie. And, I, and it might be just my taste and like what I'm looking for in Spider-Man stuff. Because like if we go to recently Dan Slott version of Spider-Man, I didn't really like that because it's more out there. He's more bigger scale, like kind of stuff. And I like just seeing Peter Parker. And that's why I like the ultimate Spider-Man so much, because that's that's about Peter. Yeah. It's not really about Spider-Man. That stuff happens. But it, like a majority of that story isn't like that first arc. He's mainly just Peter Parker. Oh, yeah. You like um, like, for example, uh, he doesn't even put on the suit for yeah. Ultimate Spider-Man to like issue. I don't even remember if it's like six or seven or something like that. That's a while. And there's a yeah. whole issue, uh, spoiler for Ultimate Spider-Man, but there's a whole issue six or something like that where he tells Mary Jane that he's Spider-Man. Thirteen. Thirteen. I that is. And the whole issue, that's all it is. Yeah. Is him in the room telling her that he's Peter Parker. Uh, uh, Peter Parker. <laughs> I'm Peter Parker, by the way. <laughs> that on, that on Spider-Man, like blow. trying to figure out how to tell her and how that she deals with it and then going back and like him telling her how he is Spider-Man and how it is being Spider-Man and all stuff like that. And it's like, that's a great issue because then you finally feel, especially Spider-Man, the guy that wears a mask over his face. There's not much you can tell. Like when when Cap fights, he really has that hole and you can see me emote and you'll go, oh, okay, the Cap's behind there. But Spider-Man, unless that shit gets ripped away, which it does a lot, then you're kind of like, it's kind of hard to relate. And that's why I think you need to set up Peter early and set him up in ways like that. And I think this movie did a good job of that. I do think it's a lot of fun. Oh, it really was. Oh, yeah, like, it was, I, it's the most fun. Yeah, it's definitely the most I fun Spider-Man. I think the Spider-Man. jokes, and maybe, you, I want to get your guys' take on this because I thought this when I left, but I thought the jokes were better in this movie than they've been in any MCU movie. Like, Guardians, I think, f- tries a little too hard. Yeah. Like, I like a lot of the jokes, but every once in a while I'll be like, all right, like, I this, thought the, these all felt natural and, like, were the funniest, I thought. We need everything to get into the, the spoiler discussion. <laughs> I'm saying <laughs> everything so but the Robert Downey Jr. stuff. I think, man, it's almost time. Like, every time I see him yeah, on screen, that's it's my just, only like, starting to it. get retired. I'm going to give it a nine- but I said I only had one gripe with it. Yeah. It's all the Happy and Iron Man stuff. It's yeah. Like, oh, it's that, that was my one thing is Happy didn't need to be in it. Iron Man was fine with me for the first like two times I saw him. Yeah. Can we just do the spoiler thing now? Yeah. yeah. We need to do We all agree that yeah. it's worth seeing. Yes, definitely. I, I like admit, it the most. I did not nearly laugh as much as everyone else did around well, me. But I know I'm heartless. Because <laughs> well, Alex is heartless. Uh, he thinks everything is garbage. Yeah, I really thought I love it. I love it the most on all Spider Man. I thought it was the most fun. Especially if you're gonna go, if you're thinking now, you're like, okay, I'm done with Spider Man. They messed it up too many times. I think they've finally, I think they have redeemed themselves enough to be like, okay, give it, give it a chance. Right. I think now, especially was it Cordy? Did you say that? Where like Sony was like, uh, Marvel was like, we'll make your movie, just pay for it. And I think that's what it really does feel like a Marvel movie. It doesn't feel anything like those Sony movies. Yeah. Right. It doesn't feel like at all like it's holding back from Spider-Man. It feels like, okay, this is Marvel Spider-Man and Sony just paid for it. Oh, by the way, those all those trailers and ads, if you're turned off by any of those, all those ads are horrible what that movie's about. Right. Like, all those ads make it that movie look like about Iron Man, like you said, and that fairy scene's like the main point of that movie. That first scene's pretty quick in that movie, actually, yeah. when you think about the it's whole like five thing. Minutes, like. And the Iron Man thing is actually, when compared to how much the trailer, the poster shows the Iron Man, it's fairly little compared to what they promoted. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you, even though that stuff, like, actually, those two parts of it were the weakest parts of the movie for me, but they're not in the movie that much. So yeah. I would still go see it. Thumbs right. up. Nine out of ten. Drop Nine the curtain. Ten. Yep. Spoilers coming in. Spoilers coming in. If you want to go see Spider-Man Homecoming, go and see it. Otherwise, if you have seen it, stick along. Uh, 
I'll put notes in the uh, podcast um, description in the video and then in the podcast app. Corey just asked me about that. You have to download it actually on the podcast app um, to see it. And I'll mark it for spoilers. Uh, yeah, all that happy stuff and Iron Man stuff. Iron Man, you're right. Iron Man's okay. But all the happy stuff, like him checking in and all that stuff, like yeah. I was like, come on. Fuck it wasn't me. even funny. Well, I think I think what pissed me off is Yeah, that's that, what I mean. They played it funny. Is that's that, yeah. oh. that happy is oblivious to anything that Peter's telling him. And then at the end when he goes, oh, you were right. I thought you work for Iron Man. You've seen all this shit happen. You know this crap is out there. So why would you not believe this kid that can shoot webs from his hands? That's the only thing I didn't get because there was some justification. Like, So Tony brings him in for Civil War to help them out. Right. And he doesn't say any word in Civil War. Correct me if I'm wrong. You've seen it a bunch of times. You guys probably have too. I watched it it yesterday. Okay. So at no point in the movie does he say that he just wants Peter for like any of his movesets or anything. He's just like, I'm bringing Peter in. We need this guy. Right. And in Spider-Man, he acts like, uh, no, you're like, like, why? I don't, you're not part of this team. It's like the dude, you, you're the one who wanted him for your team. He didn't come to you. And then now you're being like, oh, you don't, I don't want you part of my team. And it's like, there's nothing he did in that fight in civil war that would be like, ah, he's not ready for this. Like he was fighting toe to toe with them. And even though he said, Hey, Cap would take you out if he wanted to. He took out a lot of people in that. And like they all would have taken everybody out if they wanted to. Cap didn't want to take anybody out. So how's that even a reason to be like, oh, no, you're less than us. Cap took it easy on you. No, he didn't. He took it as hard as he took it on anybody else. So that's the only thing I was like, like you say, why aren't you listening to this guy? You obviously brought him in for a reason. And even though you know he's a kid, he, like you said, he's on the ground floor in New York City. If he's calling you with information, maybe listen, especially since they're recording it all and like they're getting all the information and uh, I was always like, they have all this stuff, and he keeps telling them, and they don't believe him. Why? Like, they're seeing it. I feel like, is it John Fairview is his name, right? Favreau. John Favreau. Whatever. I don't think he needs to be in these movies. Like, I've never liked like, him as happy. I do like John Favreau a lot. I like yeah. him as Swingers. He's pretty money in that movie. But I don't think that... He's not a good character for this I don't like his happy. Movie. I liked him in Iron Man 1. Yeah. And then after that, it was kind of like, let's bring him back. And like they kept trying to shove him into movies. And maybe it's because he was director of the first two, but actually in three, I liked him in three. Yeah. So two, I thought two, I thought he was a little shoot in, and then post that, especially in this goddamn movie, he was like he was an eyesore. You can have an antagonist against the main character in a story, or something that's pushing back a conflict that's like stopping him from doing stuff, and you can have a fucking nuisance. And that's what this guy was. I was like, it was just unwarranted. It was like they just wanted to connect to Iron Man, you know. And of course, at the end, we got a little Iron Man four two minute special. But like you're right, because he never did anything yeah. that stopped Peter. It was also like, don't do that. They had a little scene and then Peter would do it anyways. Right. So what's the point? All it was is for them to be uh, them to have a scene with them. Yeah. The Tony parts, you're right. I do get the Tony parts. It's like, hey, you're not ready for this, even though I don't get his well, justification. Yeah. But. The, the Tony to me was the replacement for Uncle Ben. He was the one teaching Peter of these things, which which kind of bugged me. Can I can't bring up his hey, dad too? Oh, right? that's gonna open up a can of worms. This here comes Corey. Okay, um, Am I fucking done talking. Where you done? No, no, you're <laughs> no, not. Finish, finish your thought. Finish saying, your thought. My, my go, bo- go. Then I'm gonna, I'm gonna bounce off of you. <laughs> I'm gonna wait till you shut your trap, Spider Man. Shutting trap. Okay, the only Come thing, on, the only thing that kind of did bug me, he he doesn't need to be in the movie, but I wish he would have been referenced. Was Uncle Ben. I don't think so. I like they didn't sh- shove him in. I mean, we know. I don't need, but they no, referenced I, him. I hey, she's going through there's some no, stuff. There's no pictures. There's no nothing. It's like he wasn't in this universe. That's how it felt hey, to me. Aunt May's not barely in this movie, too. 
Yeah, she's but like they could, they could, they could have that's the thing. This. That's what I mean. Like those other movies, they focus on that so much. And this movie was like, no, we're focusing on how does he fit in this world. He's how does he like this is him trying to be a hero. Especially that scene we were talking about before the podcast started. <laughs> uh throwback to John Romita's uh, amazing art and that scene where they're lifting up the concrete. And Spider Man thirty three. And that one scene, of the best parts of the movie that gave me goosebumps. Yeah, that gave me goosebumps too. That was a really good part. I don't know. I don't know. I, well, you, I, I, you I didn't, didn't have like to the issue. It was like, no, it was it was like when he was like panel for panel. He was like the same as the comic. Like uh, getting flustered and when like, he was when crying he, when he was yeah, upset about. I was like, it. I, I felt that it was the him building himself up, calling himself Spider Man. Come on, Spider Man, you can do this. I was like, he's just well, that's, that's what he does in the comic. I just wanted him to just. But that's the point, especially. I don't like that they they. Had Tony's voice playing in his head. I thought it was a little cheesy, but yeah, like at that point, what Tony did say came to his thing. It was like, it's not if you don't if you're nothing without the suit, then you shouldn't have it. It's basically when, and when he's saying that part. Come on, Spider Man. He's saying the Spider Man's not the suit. Spider Man is you, Peter Parker. Like you don't need it. You're already a so hero. Batman begins right there. So like mm-hmm. that part where he's like, come on, Spider Man. He's saying this is you. Let's do this. I'm a hero. I don't need this. The suit was in front of him. He's like, I don't need this mask. Mask to help people i need just to be there and be someone who's going to stop these things and so he lifted the thing up and you're right like i think that actually that point i did get chills and i'm getting chills around talking about it. i don't know why i don't know you said you didn't i thought it was a really strong part of the movie and i actually think that that small part and it's like what a minute long um it's probably the best acting in any spider-man movie I like all the rest of them was always like toby mcguire is good i like toby mcguire in other things and in spider-man he was always good uh, I like Andrew Garfield in other things, but he was always good. I haven't seen, I guess I haven't seen Tom Holland in anything, but in that one scene, I was like, this gets fucking good. Mm-hmm. I think the thing for me is that I believe that Peter even acknowledged, I'm I'm screwed right now if I can't get this off. Yeah. No one's going to come save me. No one knows I'm here. I don't have the suit that has a tracker. I'm fucked if I can't get up. And so when he's crying, he's actually acknowledging, holy shit, what do I do? I do like that also, like, you see him getting saved by Tony over and over again when he gets in the water and he's drowning, the fairy scene. And in that scene, he's not going to get saved. He's like, so in that no. scene, he's like... I was expecting Iron Man to like, lift the kind. And I was I'm like, glad don't he did do it. that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, this is no, his moment. Good. This is the moment where he's like, no, I can do this with my own. I don't need to be part of the Avengers. I'm Spider-Man. I can do this on my own. I can be my own hero. And that's what sets up at the end where he's like, he turns down Tony. He's like, I don't want to be part of the Avengers. You want to know what another best part of this movie was? And it's the only Spider-Man movie to do it. The half mask, half face yeah. in the water. I did like that too. That was amazing. That's actual that's, comic. Yeah, because that happens scenes. in the comics yeah. all the time. And when I saw that's that, I was like, that was the other part that's like, oh my gosh, this is Spider Man. I was like, I was freaking out because that's that's a pretty epic part. That's of the what comic I mean. Book. There's a lot of moments that's like, that's Marvel's Spider Man. Rather than the other movies be like, that's Sony Spider Man. You know, yeah, there always right. be like differences. And, yeah. and this movie really felt like this for the first time being like, embracing that's Spider Man. That's the person that I, yeah, that I love yeah. in the books. Mm-hmm. I want confirmation on a character. That's the Tinker, right? Yeah, I okay. looked it up. At IMDb. He's, oh. he's listed as a Tinker in the credits. So. Okay. Oh, um, hit the one he's under uh, Tombs. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I, so see, actually, I did see an article. Corey, with that. Uh, spoiler wise, let's say what who do we have in this movie? Do we have the Tinkerer? There's yeah. a lot of people actually who show up in this movie. Scorpion was in it. Um, Aaron Davis is the ultimate prowler. And so if you caught the nod where he's like, my nephew lives in this neighborhood, he's referring to ultimate Miles Morales. Um, so that opens up that ultimate universe thing that's currently going in the comic verse right now. Um, who else do we got? Shocker. Shocker, yep. Um, I don't know... 
I'm assuming, like, well, obviously they killed the first shocker, but because um, I did see in the credits that they did have uh, his actual name. And so I'm assuming it's the second one. I'm trying to think what it is, Herman or something. I, I like couldn't remember what H. Shocker's real name is. It starts with an H, I think. I read an article that said that he's the for sure Shocker, and the other guy was like this cowboy character. Mm-hmm. Okay. I did I did like the modernized version of that suit. I wish they had both blasters. I, well, I just, yep, I, I, I wanted both. blasters, and I want the damn mask. Oh, yeah, the damn mask. But you saw the coat, though. I that, saw the coat that with that the yellow. Yeah. Is, yeah, but the thing is, especially that's a, like the only thing, and that hurts me about all comic book movies, um, is that they always like, let's bring it enough to a point, but they never go full comic book wow i wonder why they have a problem with villains <laughs> yeah, you know but okay on speaking of villains like vulture vulture like, honestly is oh he was terrible is, is my is my favorite best, villain yeah. of the mcu absolutely oh yeah you know why though because in those movies let's just go back and think about all the movies the first movie i think is the probably the second contender is norman osborne because you see a lot of norman not being green goblin him with harry and stuff like that and you see him be a part of peter's life uh, second one, and uh, not. I mean, he's a good villain, but I don't think he's like he's not. We're not talking one or two. You know what I mean? Uh, but you don't see a lot of Doc Ock before he becomes Doc Ock. You see him in one scene. Three? No, not really. They try to set up a thing with Salmon's daughter, but it's so like, oh, you. This is the reason why you should care about him, rather than making me care about him. That it's like, ah, oh, whatever. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man one. We had the lizard. It was the same thing. It was like Doc Ock. They just set him up and like, okay, he's a lizard. Uh, what was who was in two? Electro. Electro. That God was like the worst. Gosh, that was <laughs> that was the worst. Everybody. And never, I didn't feel the background. You never felt anything for that guy. So in this movie, <laughs> you set him up as like he's not trying to. In all those movies, it was like Doc Ock is trying to build that shit and like to take over the world. You know, they all want to do world domination. This one, he's like, I'm trying to provide for my family. Right. Like that's all I want. This is what I'm doing this for. Which looks like he was successful. And it never yeah. felt like bullshit. It mm-hmm. always felt real. It's like, because in a lot of movies, they're like, I'm doing this for my family. Like, yeah, right. You're not doing this for your family. Do this for yourself. Uh, if you want to anchor back to like Breaking Bad, eventually at a point, he's doing this for himself. He's not doing his family. Anymore. Right. But in this movie, the whole time I was like, yeah, he's doing this for his family. And you get a lot of like seeing him not be Vulture. He's Vulture, what, like four times. The rest of the times he's uh, just wearing the coat and he's like talking with them, being like, this is the reason why we're doing this. Or when he talks to Peter in the car scene. It's him. It's not Vulture. And when you see him doing the monologue before he puts on that one suit, he's himself. And those two parts, I think, especially the car scene. Holy like, shit. That's like, the all best the scene. tension in that car that's scene. That's the that, best that whole scene part. where Peter uh, meets him. Yeah. Is yeah. intense. I was, I was a, little, a little awkward. That's in what the I house. mean. Like, I was sideswiped. I was like, I did not expect yeah. that in a million The years. best parts of his villain are him being himself or being a family man in that scene when he's, you know, the father of the his prom date yeah. rather than him being vulture so the same thing with spider-man when you get him in vulture you're like that's that guy like i want peter to stop him but at the end when he's about to blow up you're like i want peter to save him well it's like with that whole scene in the kitchen or whatever you're just like this is the kind of dad that would be so funny to bring your you yeah know, and he's to, funny too to meet yeah so, so you're it's like, like you're, you're like, liking this guy and he's like talking about you know he's you know flicking the knife and things like that you're like gosh he's hilarious but he's also a bad guy sort of by the way props because when we got to the end of the movie if i would have saw this, if i would have saw this before we went to the movie i didn't see very much about this movie before i went besides those commercials um in one trailer but i saw the script it was written by uh eight people and it was like one team of two people one team of two people one team of two people one two so basically i got rewritten four times 
anytime I see that in a movie, it's like, oh, this movie's going to be fucking horrible. And it almost always is. I've never went to a movie and saw that and be like, man, this movie's fucking good. This is the first time where the writing is good. And I saw that get rewritten, rewritten four times. Now, whether or not that's because it went through Sony and then Marvel became a Sony movie and it was a Marvel movie, I don't know. Right. But I saw that thing and I was like, wow, that's a good job to have eight people mm. write one movie and there's not a part besides the Tony and Happy stuff that I was like, this doesn't feel like it's ever disjointed at all. It feels like there's strong parts of it. The Michael Keaton scene, like you just said, and like where well, he's funny, the choice to make him like, let's make him this likable guy that's doing this for his family rather than the same villain who's always just, just trying to take over the world. Yeah. And that's it. Like when Spider-Man talks about like, I want to be on the ground, like, I, like I'm in New York City. This movie really felt like really grounded rather than the other movies also feel like this epic, yeah, yeah you know, like Winter Soldier and stuff like that. This oh. felt like this is about them. Uh, the only thing I was going to say about with all the other Spider-Man movies, he's always in New York where actually this, he actually leaves. He goes to Washington, D.C. He goes he to Maryland. He goes to these other places on the East Coast where he has to find a way to get there. Whether through a school trip or riding a car back. Yeah, he really feels like a kid in this movie. And you know what the str- my favorite part, other than, honestly, Vulture is my favorite part of this movie, is Michael Keaton. But the fact, spoilers, he doesn't get killed. That is nice. Yeah, that they actually let Sp- Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man I actually, save him. I actually, when he was like, it's going to blow up, and I was like, fuck, they're going to kill another villain. Right. Oh, yeah, I was thinking in my head, I was like, why are you always going to kill you villains? You don't have enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, quit killing them you off, especially somebody as good as Vulture is in <laughs> yeah, this movie. Yeah. And then he saves him. And at the end, um, you almost feel like, you know, earlier in the movie, he's like, I'm doing this for Liz. No, he's like, uh, Peter asks him, why are you doing this to Liz? He's like, I'm not. I'm doing this for Liz. And then at the end of the movie, he saves him. And you can almost see Mike Keenan being like, wow, you really do care about Liz, too. You care about me. Like, you're not doing this because you want to stop me. You're doing this because you want to save people. And right. that part, I was like, he understands that. That's why here at the end, right. they're like, who is this guy? Who is Peter Parker? I know you. I yeah, know the, uh, Scorpion. Ass, Scorpion. Ask Walter. I know you know who Peter or who Spider Man is. And he was like, I don't know. Like so, at that point, uh, Peter had proved himself to a point where he's like, I'm like, this kid's safe, right? Even well, though he I saved his life. Him. Yeah. So. One thing I did want in the suit, though, like the first time he shows up, it was like terrifying. I was like, whoa, this guy looks scary. It's like I was awesome. I wanted, yeah, I, I wanted, like I wanted him to do a little bit more with the, I mean, the terror and the menacing with the suit. Just, just a little bit more. I'm not saying, you know, I mean, he was, he was I mean, pretty though. good. Yeah. And, but I wanted more of a little, a little villainous edge. Than That's what I think, had. though. I don't think he was a straight villain. Like, he didn't really want to terrorize well, people. I, he wanted to. Yeah. I want the Marvel, like, I yeah, want the I Marvel know. comics vaults. And I know they were just working with what they had and what they were trying to do to fit the story, but it's like, I want. I want, I want a little rampage vulture. I want. You'll get want. that in Scorpion. Scorpion really felt like that. That's yeah, I know. Yeah, that's I think true. Scorpion's gonna be terrifying. Uh, Shocker oh, be wanted amazing. to be a villain. Vulture just wanted to provide for his family. Yeah, I know. Um, I tell you what, but I needed I my accent tombs. Yeah, he was every time that suit. Like whenever I'd hear it, like just flying. Like I was more scared. Like in that first movie, you see the Green Goblins like coming, and you're like, oh shit. But this, I was like the whole time. Every time, it just like screech. Like in the. Because there's like, what, you know 16 what? speakers in our theater? Yeah. I was like, shit. You know what? Vulture only kills one person the whole movie. The guy with the gun. Shocker one. For sure. And actually, he didn't mean to kill him. He thought it was an anti-gravity gun. Yeah. And oh. then you see that. He was like, oh, shit. This was anti-gravity Dumb Prometheus gun. guy. So he didn't mean to kill him, but he didn't care that he killed yeah, him. Yeah, he had like no remorse. So I was like, oh, well, this is to further what I need. But... It's kind of like, oh, that's unfortunate. But he's like, that's not what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Um, I want your professional opinion. The four people in the bank... Do you think those were the enforcers? No, I think they're just random. Okay, I, 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 well, but oh, I guess you're right. They weren't actually working for 
vulture and shocker people. By the way, they I got the guns. They were using his yeah weapons. They, were, they bought them. The yeah, okay. uh, but I did like how they had the minor conflicts, like the li- yeah. like that, because that's what he's doing. He's he's going through the neighborhood. He's beating up bad guys, things like that. And they had plenty of that. And that yeah, was that was amazing. good. I like that part a lot too. Because like I said, it really shows like the ground is yeah. Spider Man rather than he's trying to save the world. It's like no, the dude's. Stop it and well, like that whole opening bike. segment, you know, it's like, you know, with uh, with the car where he's rubbing the guy's hand, you know, he's doing all these little things at the start, like helping the old lady and just doing everything in the neighborhood. I was like, oh, this is so cool because this is, it was funny, you know, it was the first time you kind of seen like that. And so it's like, that's what I was talking about with the jokes, like at the beginning, like the first act with that and the way he was being Spider-Man was gold. By the way, um, if you go see this movie, I think, and I want, I will say Corey because Corey knows, but. You guys do also. You've read Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. You've read enough of Amazing to know. Um, this really does feel like this is Ultimate Spider-Man. This is not yeah. really Amazing yeah, Spider-Man, Peter Parker. Yeah, it's not very uh, How young he is. How they even make the like kind of reference. I mean, even though there's Amazing Spider-Man stuff in this movie, there's also Ultimate stuff. Uh, like Peter is, doesn't hide his ident- identity well. It was like people always figure out he's Spider-Man. And I think it Ultimate before he died. Spoilers for Ultimate Spider-Man, I guess. But right before he died, like, 20 people knew who the fuck he was. You know what right. I mean? He's like, he had a family who knew who he was uh, that stayed at his house. And that was always because, like, he was never careful about, like, kind of... Like, thinking Mary Jane was the only one that he actually told. The rest yeah. of them, like, he would find out. And then, or... They not made was like, oh, yeah, I know. She, like, knew the whole time. And he told her, but he was, she's like, yeah, I know. The fuck, you're not leaving the... Instantly makes you think of the cliffhanger of the movie where Aunt May found, finds out that... Oh, uh, that was pretty fun. I'm just like, that's kind of cool. I think that's going to be a fun thing to tackle in the next movie. Like her being like, the fuck are you doing? Well, I read um, a thing that um, I think it was Kevin Feige or John Watts. I read an article today and he was talking about this issue in Amazing Spider-Man. And it's where May finds Peter's suit. It's like, you know, he's been... It's right after a villain fight. He's uncon- like he's unconscious in his bed. And May walks into the room and she just sees like his torn up Spider-Man, Spider-Man clothes on the floor. And so then you see this whole next issue is just Aunt May and Peter talking where it's just learning about how long, what's been going on. Why do you feel like you need to do this and trying to get Aunt May to understand why he does what he does. And so I think that's an opportunity for the second movie to not necessarily have to go origin story Uncle Ben, but why do you do this? Why are you Spider-Man? Yeah, you can make it more of yeah. her finding out rather than us seeing for the 15th yeah. time yeah. how Uncle it happened. Ben died. Yeah. Like, we know, so but she yeah. doesn't know. Yeah. So it'd be a good way to oh, frame that'd it. That'd be awesome. I want to... Uh, what do you guys think? So, like I said, there's a lot of Ultimate stuff, but there's also stuff in Amazing Spider-Man, so it's not really... I can't be like, this is Ultimate Spider-Man 100%. Yeah. I, just I can't like be like... Spider-Man. I can't be like, this is amazing. But the thing is weird is that... So they, there's a reference to Miles Morales. We have a prowler in there that says my nephew lives not too far from here. So we do know so Miles exists in this universe. They made it a point to be like, hey, Miles is here. And to get excited for it, be like, hey, right. he's here. So when Miles comes up and like if he does become Spider-Man in this movie universe, if he does come up and they do introduce him, isn't it be kind of weird that a lot of his things, uh, especially like his best friends, are like, oh, that's Peter's best friend instead. You know what I mean? It's like how they kind of like, weird how kinda like cut and thing. pasted kind of some so when miles comes it's like what does he have left mm-hmm. or maybe they'll just yeah. steal some of peter's things you know what i mean mix Let's it do up do the godfather with his dad maybe uh miles will have harry as his best friend instead oh, that's, that's weird yeah also i didn't notice harry osborne not in this movie i thought at first when they were at that atm 
that the green sign, it was like Manhattan Bank or whatever, but I thought that picture was Norman. I was like, potentially, maybe that was going to be like a Osborne drop, but it wasn't. I heard a rumor, or people were speculating that, you know how they were selling Avengers Tower? They're selling it to Norman Osborne. Oh. Like, he bought the tower, and they're moving out. Because they talked about it in the movie, like, somebody bought it already. They're just moving out. Oh, shit. So that could become Osborne. That crazy. So, I mean... Was there any point in the movie you said you didn't like Happy and Iron Man? Is there anything else? Let's talk about Iron Man 4 real quick here for the one minute. (laughs) The whole two minutes. So, yeah, Tony and Happy ask Peter if he'll be an Avenger. And he's like, no, because he knows that he doesn't need to be an Avenger. So we get to that part. And so much was forced in the two minutes after that that I was just, I couldn't even look at the screen. Like, it made me so uncomfortable. I was like, this is horrible. That end part? That end part with Tony, Happy, and Gwyneth Paltrow. Especially when with Pepper. Peter leaves, and it'd be, it's like yeah, three minutes. And, like, they're being jokey, and the jokes weren't even funny. Like, flipping the ring, being like, hey, she her contract expired, but we got her in for one more just to wrap things well, up. But what, I, like, what I was concerned about was, like, this is exactly like uh, Avengers for Thor. It's like, how the heck... Okay, so Pepper and Tony are back together. Okay, we we didn't know this at Iron Man three or whatever or what a Civil War. They were not together. They were on a break. Yeah, and now they're a okay, potentially about to get engaged. Where, um, you know, if you remember right. Thor in you know Avengers, he couldn't get back to Earth because the uh. Bridge was the bridge was broken, and then oh, he comes back somehow. It's like Odin that, used a lot of power to get. Yeah, but that's never explained. No, they they never said that. Yeah, he did. And what the he, dark? He made a a pun that is like it took a lot to get me here. Yeah, that doesn't mean shit. I know. That's How does he get there? They don't tell you. I don't know if that's a pun. I don't. I don't know the fucking pun. No. I'm saying he says a pun. Well, just that's what I'm saying. Where that, fair, where at times it, they'll present stuff. It wasn't stuff. a pun, but Garrett thinks it's a pun. <laughs> Whatever, a joke. It was a pun, an offhand anything. reference, being like, "Hey, yeah. Odin, like, yeah. they, Odin used like, all that hard." Yeah, you guys are being me, thinking too hard about stuff. Yeah, I think it was. I need to know. <laughs> you know what it felt like because she wasn't in Iron Man three uh, or Civil War, excuse me, because for she contract didn't want, yeah contract reasons. Yeah, but now she's back, so they're just like yeah. People want to see her. Throw up. Throw up. I know, but I know was, I didn't like it either. Yeah, it was I'm just stupid. saying that's that's why they did try to explain it. There's like, eh, just put her in there. I think that could have been handled. Like, if you would, I would rather you had dipped her in more throughout that entire movie rather than force her for 30 seconds. I'm also kind of tired of, and this happens a lot in the comics, which is why I f- go back and forth with liking Tony Stark, especially in the comics. And like you said a couple weeks ago, not really my favorite, but I always hate that he's always the foil for being like. Like, he's always the guy pushing against everybody. Civil War, yeah. you know, in this movie, he was the person pushing against uh, Peter Parker. Um, in Avengers, he was the guy, like, fighting. Like, is he the leader or is Captain the leader, you know? Like, and then he, you know what I mean? He's always the, the guy, the foil. Yeah. And uh, especially with Rob Dunn Jr., of course, he's their main star. He's, oh, we need somebody. That's what the thing I didn't understand, especially with Sony's marketing. They're like, no, oh, he's gonna see Spider Man. We got to make sure they know that Iron Man's in this movie. Right? When did Iron Man become so popular? I guess over this movie universe. Well, it's just Robert Downey Jr. This whole universe. Though. That's what I mean, though. Without it's like him, it's not. Now we're at a point where Spider Man's not enough. Where it's like, bring Iron Man in. Where we've like, when before those movies even started, only people who read comics knew who Iron Man was. Everybody's like, who the fuck are you talking about? Who's Iron Man? See, I found since Civil War, That's Robert Downey Jr.'s jokes in the movies now are just not good. It's Every kind of, time I'm just kind of, like, it's like Jack Sparrow, you just kind of know how he's going to act. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's a good, it's that's a good, tired. that's a good, uh, analogy. Analogies. He seems like Jack Sparrow now. 
Yeah. He seems like he's the guy who like, Jack Sparrow's got to be in this movie. Even though, like the best, uh, he's good in one because he's less used in one. And he's like in the background kind of, the Jack Sparrow. Yeah. And it's mainly about like uh, Will Will and Elizabeth. Elizabeth. And then eventually they're like, people like fucking Jack Sparrow. Whole movie about him. And then in this movie they're like, people like Tony. Put him in this movie. He was was the guy who brought him in Civil War. Which I'll write. Like I would rather have had them be out of it. Because it looks like they were helping S.H.I.E.L.D., right? I was that who, was, was that a shield ship? Was that a shield ship at the end of the movie? It was a Tony ship. Was, was it? I thought it was shield. I thought it was an Avenger ship. Yeah, because it go. He's it still involved with shield, the, though, right? Like he's in the good uh, side. No, of shield. shield's well, gone. Shield's gone. Blank, blank. Shield's not gone. Well, the TV yes, show. Is. I mean, like, no, it isn't. Shield. Shield, shield. was in Civil War. No, shield, was Shield's far. disbanded. Yeah, what's his name? Martin Freeman plays an agent of Shield in Civil War. Oh, you're right there. Yeah, so I was going to say I'd rather oh, have weird. they should have brought Martin Freeman in this movie. Like they, they just introduced him. This could have been a movie where he like, and he's he's like he's been in comedic things. He's a comedic person. Like put him in this right. movie as the foil, and like be the guy. Get, Try to shut down. Like Spider-Man. Tony tells him, "Hey, can you do this for me? Watch this guy." Uh, you know what I mean? And I think that would have been funnier. Uh, mainly because I like Mar- Martin Freeman uh, Martin more. Awesome. But also, like I know he's going to be a Black Panther as that role, mm-hmm. but. I think he should be the new Agent Coulson. Like he should be in these right. movies doing these kind of things, which also makes me kind of sad. We're the Agent Coulson's like gone, basically, unless you watch the TV show. I bet he comes if he doesn't come back in Avengers. Yeah, I was gonna York, say they kind of like forgot about bullshit. Him. Remember, he was the through line out of all of them for a while. Yeah, they and become then, Avengers because of him. He's like, and then now he's gone. They don't have anything. There's to... There's no way they don't know that he's alive. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. At this point, he they know he's around. If Thor can if you do don't some see magic, a scene come back of, like, to Earth, Robert like, Downey Jr. crying because Coulson's still alive. <laughs> Fucking wasted time. <laughs> uh, what about supporting characters, though? Like, you got uh, Ned slash Genki. He was, he was pretty great. He was pretty funny. I thought all the scared. kids were good. Yeah. I, you know, my big problem with people writing kids is that sometimes they don't feel like kids. I thought they felt like kids. Yeah. Though, one issue I'll, I'll bring up, a lot of the music they were listening to was, like, older music, and I was like, that's not their music. That doesn't make any sense. It was a lot yeah. of 80s music, a lot of, uh, we had uh, punk rock like from the 80s, and then at... When they walk into Homecoming, there's some song playing for like an 80s song. And I was like, I don't think they're playing that song. They're yeah. playing, you know, like some today's hits. They're playing, you some know. Kanye West. They're playing. Kanye West. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> they're playing some, uh, you know, new music, some Katy Perry or something like that. And, yeah. uh, and this, but they're like playing some 80s song. And I was like, it's not really an 80s theme song. You know what they I mean? They were probably doing like as Guardians and all that good stuff. Well, they were trying to connect. You could definitely tell. Um, and there was speculation, you know, Ferris Bueller's Day Off was kind of what yeah. was their, one of their well, motivators I mean, like, yeah. kind of thing. So. And actually, that's that's uh, a while back I was saying uh, before the spoilers happened that I like the movies mainly about Peter. And you're right. That's, that's what it is. It's like a coming of age story. This is him coming to be the uh, Spider-Man who has a shitty suit and that's just doing this for fun because he has powers to be the superhero and like finally realizing what he can do. And like, instead of, you know, in coming of age stories, that's about a boy becoming a man. This is about a boy becoming a superhero. And I like that. Those are the strongest parts. I think, especially when he gets rid of the suit and he starts going to school, starts answering those things. There's a moment like that in Spider-Man too, when he gives up being Spider-Man. But in this movie with the music, with the way it was framed and everything, uh, I thought it was like, like I was like, Oh, I felt relief along with him. I was like, finally, this fucking guy can do what he wants. He can do. But then he was like, I can't. It's like, I still got to be Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, and that was also good because I was like, because that's who he is. Right. He needs to be a hero. Yeah. See, I would have been very mad if uh, he would have accepted Tony Stark's offer because uh, then he would not learn 
Because that's kind of his learning moment. I have responsibility to stay grounded. Let's just go with that. To stay in this area. It's like, it's my responsibility to take care of the little guy. And so if he didn't have any, because, you know, we don't have Uncle Ben. So we don't have that instilled sense of, because that's what Spider-Man is. I need my responsibility. That responsibility makes me who, who I am responsibility or die you know it's kind of hit you know it's like with great power come must come great responsibility which they don't say those words is not going to go to uncle ben's origin yeah but though alex is kind of right they kind of try to put it into tony's mouth by saying yeah. if you're nothing without that suit then you shouldn't have it at all it's kind of the same thing so but i kind of was feeling like when i felt that i kind of felt like iron man 3 is like hey i just learned this lesson i'm tony stomp stark i'm, <laughs> I'm iron man i, I just learned this like, a movie you just learned, don't act like you knew tony yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you could have been like hey how was that what you tell you but like this what happened you know that's that's the thing like the mainly i was like why is this guy like being such a dick to this kid like why and then he's like i could be your mentor no shit you could have been the mentor of the whole movie rather like, than i got sick of him saying like, I feel like I'm like my dad. I'm like, we know you hate your dad. Yeah, oh, yeah, Shut I hated that part. Up. That's what I was like. It's not about your movie time. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, it also yeah, it felt like it was. Yeah, like, it would take me out of it. I'm like, okay, we clearly saw that you were upset in Civil War that your parents died, but they had a shitty relationship with your dad. So just shut the hell up. Yeah. yeah. I just felt, I know they included it to be more of the MCU, but I think it felt involved enough that I didn't need you also to put those two in it. Right. Like put somebody else in it that's been in these movies. Fuck, put Maria Hill in it. To be his foil, like that would have been fine too. She's in the, com- I mean, she's the, the Spider-Man yeah. comics right now. Even Maria Hill, yeah, 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 kind of being like, give her more to do. Yeah. Her like, I mean, uh, not well for Miles, just being like, yo, what the hell are you doing? The happy role that should have been. Hey, Corey, did you get that? Uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, fine. you can ask him. I'm just gonna ask. It. Did you get that Homecoming inter- uh, interlude uh, comic four issues? No, okay. Because I have never done an interlude comic since Transformers: who has? Revenge. I'm of trying the to Fallen. find somebody who has. It's like I will. Is it worth it ever? Because I watched, you know, because I read that Revenge of the Fallen for Transformers things, which I should have just known in hindsight <laughs> that Revenge of the Fallen was going to be garbage. Well, Transformers one was good. So. No, no, no. Transformers two though. I know that was a like, prelude. It so just you, didn't you assume that's going to be a good movie until you found out it was absolute shit. I only had two gripes with character choice, and it's the other, I don't know if it's necessarily a cliffhanger, but there's a certain initials given off that just, I hope she's not the character. With Michelle. I hope Michelle is not actually married to you. You know what I found funny? Um, In the theater, it wasn't just you guys, because I heard you guys audibly like, oh, okay, she's MJ. I heard a lot of people do that. But I found it funny throughout the whole movie, people were laughing along with her, being like, oh, this girl's funny. She's nice. I like her character. And then when they're like, oh, she's MJ, people are like, nah. Like, she's not. Because that's not MJ's character. That's where. She's kind of like that in Ultimate. We talked about this before. Barely. Bit, no, barely. She's, she's not like she's Rebel. Nerdy. She's, she's not she's Rebel. Nerdy, yeah, but yeah. she's not Rebel. But she's friends with Peter. She's like the same kind of person. So, uh, I guess that could be a blend of the amazing. Because an amazing Mary Jane's, you know, rebellious partier kind of thing. But then, you know, in Ultimate, she's a smart. But the thing we talked about before the podcast started, before you got here, is that she says she, her name is Michelle. So it's not even Mary Jane. Her yeah. name is Michelle. So it feels like they're just being like, we have the MJ, MJ parts to be like, this is going to be his love interest. Michelle's to be like, this is a new character. Yeah. And so I don't think it's supposed to be that, but I think that MJ parts to be like, so it could still be Peter and MJ, but it's not going to be Mary Jane. It's going to be Michelle, whatever her last name is. If they pull it off well in the next movie, because she this, was funny. I liked her. She was, but I mean, now you have to, you put all this baggage out there. It might that, not be you're MJ. Right. And I agree with that. Yeah. It should just been Michelle. Why why have MJ put right. that baggage on it? They did it just why for the it? sake of yeah. oh it felt like yeah. uh, Robin from Dark Knight. I was gonna say My name's Robin. It's like <laughs> the whole time I was like, Man, George is gonna love it's good in this movie. He's a good part of this movie. And then they're like, 
why don't you go by your real name, Robin? I was like, holy fuck. Yeah, I hate right. you guys. <laughs> <You're the whole." laughs> yeah. But that one, it was more because that film were shooting. This one, I was like, okay, well, at least for me, I was like, okay, that's going to be his love interest. Right. But I didn't think, was like, I didn't think being like, oh, that's going to be the same person that we know. Right. I just thought she's already, she's already established who she is the whole movie. Oh, right. well, I don't, I, I, for some reason, I don't think he's actually going to like her because the whole time he never... She likes him. He never, I, well, I know. I know. Yeah. She likes him. She likes stocks him. He could have given, he, he given two shits about her. I know. That's the... That's <laughs> the and actually, it's, that we, we talked about this and I keep bringing this up week to week. So go pick... Go listen to our uh, special report, uh, Lazarus Contract. And we actually kind of talked about this last week about the news about Flash. Actually, how do you think about Flash? You like him in, in the movie? He was annoying as shit. Oh yeah, no, 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 no! I that was my other character that bugged me. Yes, he's a, he's a jackass, but he's not the he's not the jock jackass. He's actually not he's as smart. smart as that's what Peter. I mean. There's and a lot then, of people who are different, and that's mm-hmm. uh, kind of bugged me. The it had, was the wrong kind of bully, though. Well, but, like he's see, in this movie, a bully, a bully. see in that in in amazing and Corey, feel free to correct me because uh, my amazing knowledge is very limited. It's not amazing, but you're right. He's the jock. He's more picking on him because nerds and jocks. And uh, this movie, it more felt like he was picking on him and tearing him down because he was like, "I can't be him. Like I'm jealous of this kid." Yeah. All right. And rather than being like, "I I'm better than this kid," he's like, "I wish I was better than this kid." So I'm going to make it that everybody hates him instead. And use the fact that Peter's always absent doing stuff. Yeah, so, 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 so yeah. I mean, it was, it was one of those things. I liked Flash, but it's not the Flash that I am used to. Yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. It feels like very like they're doing their own thing for these people. Yeah. And you're right. Maybe then it shouldn't be Flash. Maybe it should be somebody else. But then at a certain, po- I mean, to be a Spider-Man movie, I guess you have to have the characters. And we actually, that's what we talked about in our uh, social report. Uh, is it okay to use the characters, but then use them in a totally different way they've been used before? Or do you just make new people? And I usually be like, oh, that's not the person I know. But for a movie, I think I can give it a little leeway. Well, I've always known Flash as a bully. As for as my Yeah, he's still a bully. So his core character yeah. is still there. It's just a different kind, like you said. Different kind of bully. But the weird thing is that... It's 2017, they're, baby! They're, they're both in... Um, what club are they in? The Decathlon? Yeah, and Flash Decathlon. and Peter are sitting... Yeah. The way Corey and I are sitting side by side. They're not even apart because one's a jackass and one's like, well, I don't want anything to do with you. It's we're still a team. It's that he's jealous of me for being awesome. I mean, even at a certain so point, but Peter's not there. He's a lead. Yeah. It, when Peter showed up, he's like, oh, you're second. You're first alternate again. He gets pissed off instantly. So yeah. even in that part, I was kind of like, this dude's getting kind of fucked over. Like Peter doesn't deserve to be a lead. He's never there. Like you said, this guy, this kid's there every uh, practice they have. He really should be the lead. Yeah. So I mean, it was one of those things that is he is he my Flash Thompson? No, is he a decent Flash? Yes, I'm pretty sure he's not going to be in love with Spider Man like he's normally a, like he normally is. For the fact that Spider Man stole his car and then scratched the shit out of it. <laughs> Do we think we'll have him as Agent Venom anytime soon? <laughs> no, way. that's what I was going to ask too. Also, so they have Scorpion, Shocker, and Vulture in this movie, the Tinkerer. Um, do you think that like so Sony announced they're making their own Venom movie they're making their own Carnage movie does that mean that they're never going to be part of these movies oh I feel like they're going to change their mind on that they have to it's like you saw the potential would um, you know without Marvel's writing without their like help and their assistance would it be the movie it is once the money rolls yeah. in Marvel yeah, I mean Sony's going to be I mean Marvel yeah can have some leverage then being like hey you want our made. help? This just gets us one step closer to that Fox, Sony, MCU connection movie. It's going to happen. Fox would never do that because X-Men makes them too much money. 
But if they connected with the MCU and Sony, just because kind of as like just a gathering event, like they're all good, and if they split the profits through, you know, yeah, we're, um, we're all 40, 40, 20, <laughs> yeah. with 20 going to Sony. <laughs> I, um, my, oh, now I was under a misunderstanding. I thought when you guys said they're doing a five Spider-Man movie that I didn't think included Civil War and the two. Oh, yeah, there's only two yeah, Spider-Man yeah, yeah. movies. And there's only going to be two movies. Spider-Man. So Civil I was, War, Avengers 1, 2, Spider-Man, Homecoming, Spider-Man. And I, so I was wrong because I was thinking, oh my God, they're going to do five movies. They have the possibility to do a Sinister Six movie. Because oh, when gosh, they didn't kill they Ultron, that off. And they can always renew contracts. I know, I know. And they could always add more to it. So I was actually kind of excited, and I I had misinterpreted Vulture's telling Scorpion, I don't know who he is. He wants good though, because if he did, if I did know, he would be dead. Civil War was what last year? Yeah. Uh, homecoming this year, Avengers one and two are the next two years, and then Spider Man two will probably be the next year. So That's you get 19. five years of Spider Man. You don't just yeah. get, you know, the other movies took so long to come out. By the end, Tobey Maguire was like this fucking old dude. I'm forty, yeah. and yeah. now you can at least because uh, Tom is what nineteen twenty, I think. I think it was 18 years west. Tom Holland's 21. 21. So I believe Tony McGuire, when he started, was 26. So by the time they're done with these, he'll be Tony McGuire's age. And then maybe you can get college Spider-Man. You know what I mean? So you can advance to the next part of the Um, story. If you guys think about this, going back to the Sinister Six point. Okay, so we already have a Vulture and uh, we have a Scorpion, potentially. But then we have the Venom and Carnage movie. So let's say they did cross over and come into it. Then you have those two added into the roster. Then you got Craven and Mysterio. And, you know, even if you don't do the Venom and Carnage, you still got, like, let's say, just, you know, more chances to introduce whoever's going to be in Homecoming 2 if it's not Scorpion to do a school. Sp- I would, I would much rather see six. not Venom and Carnage come in. I would much rather see you've got Shocker, you've got Vulture, you've got Scorpion. Um, Shocker not, can't be in the Sinister Six. Why not? Flash is not a, a sports <laughs> he, just, he just can't. <laughs> So because I, wait, who's the original Sinister Six? Vulture, Scorpion, Vulture, uh, Chameleon, um, Chameleon, Electro. How is that character not Rhino, used? Mysterio, Craven. I don't know. Chameleon? I'm probably screwing that. That'd up. be a great. Probably wasn't in this movie. Just didn't know it. I'm not <laughs> saying. I'm not saying Shocker's a bad villain. By the way, Al. I'm just saying that like he's that. You know. He's that bottom tier. Bottom tier. Yeah, but then that that's, that's, doesn't even make more sense. That's, that's why he was in Superior Foes. Well, they could do a Sinister Six with what they have. I'd rather have a Sinister Six with I'd villains than true. Sinister Six with bringing Yosemite Sam and been like, woohoo. By the I'm way, that'd be ridiculous. Speaking yeah. of Sinister Six, so Amazing Spider Man 2, the one with uh, Andrew Garfield, for people who don't know, they were, you can obviously tell they were setting up Sinister Six. They're yeah. like, in this movie, even though there's Scorpion uh, and Vulture and they were like other villains, and so, like he's like, hey, I got some people waiting on the outside. I never felt being like, oh, the fuck, they're setting up Sinister Six already. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, these guys obviously would be in jail, and obviously they're going to get help to go after Spider-Man when they're out. Maybe not Vulture, because he said he wasn't interested in that anymore. Right. But still, like, it made like it made sense. Like, in the, in the Sony movies, it also felt forced. But in this one, I was like, okay, yeah. It feels like a continuation of this story. Oh, by the way, also, if they don't bring Venom and Carnage in, they still have the people to play with. Yeah, oh, they can they bring Kingpin in. Like, this is the Marvel Universe. You know what I mean? Kingpin, they could even like bring Punisher in if they wanted to. Like, there's all these yeah. things you could do. You could bring Spider Man. They probably wouldn't because of CGI, but they could bring him into those shows if they wanted yeah. to. Defenders, he, you know, he could fucking make a cameo. Mm-hmm. It's all possible now. Yeah, it, it probably won't happen because he's got that five deal, yeah. five movie deal. But still, it but then again, but then again, Tom Holland said that there's going to be a Spider Man trilogy, and so that there's going to be three movies of Spider Man. Tom Holland. 
also was never given the Avengers uh, Infinity War script because Marvel he's said a spoiler he's, king. He's, he said he's a spoiler king. <laughs> Damn. Question, he's, he's young. Question for you guys, and I guess more for you. We were talking about it maybe yesterday or not, maybe the day before at the comic book shop. What if they do make Scorpion, are they going to make it the ultimate Scorpion where he's got a chain and a hook? Or are they actually going to let they, him be the tech guy and he's stuck in the suit? Please have the green outfit. They better, it better cool. be that green outfit, Amazing Spider-Man. If it's that stupid gangster ball and chain thing. Well, see, I don't I don't need the pincers. I just need the tail and I yeah. need him to be in a mech suit. Yes. They've got, obviously, yep. got the technology to do a mech suit mm-hmm. of some kind. It's like I, I hate that Like all these movies with the villains feel like they need to realistically show the villain. That's what I mean. It's like Vulture, he never referred himself as Vulture ever. Yeah. And so it's like, I want to see like, what is so wrong? Like, let's go back to Amazing Spider-Man 2 with the Rhino. What would have been so wrong with giving him that hide suit? Yeah. And just plowing through people. Or at least give him the good mech suit that he has. Yeah. Let him be, but, I mean, he's not necessarily stuck in the, well, he is stuck in the hide, isn't he? Yeah. But at least in the mech suit, it, he looked like Rhino and even had this yeah. face that looked like a person. Let him be in the android suit that he was in, not this bullshit that they gave you, yeah. this tactical this, tank. Yeah. Bring the Batmobile and run him over. Well, that's like Green Goblin looking like a Power Ranger in the first that one. Was Why couldn't he have a cloth outfit? That would be... Think about how much money he would have saved, too. Give him that freaking, like... Oh, if you if you would have made him, like, the actual Goblin, yeah. like, with the like the Goblin face. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. Why not? Uh, you know the reason why I, I, I don't know if there's reason for more of these changes. I think more of these changes now that they do it is because they don't believe that people who have seen the movies would believe it or they think it was laughable. I mean, they even make a joke in this movie, which actually is not part of the bottom. He's like, the shocker. What are you, some wrestler? Like, what's with that fucking name? It's horrible. And I was like, all right. Like, yeah, it's too just, just like, like in, uh, we talk about it all the time, like in Flash, they embrace it. The Flash TV show, they embrace that kind of uh, goofiness. Like, it's fucking metas. Like, they know, like, Instead of being like, oh, it's Killer Frost, they're like, yeah, I'm Killer Frost. And that's what I want from these movies is eventually we come to a point where it's like, yeah, I'm fucking Vulture. Like, you're fucking with Vulture, you know what I mean? It's rather than having him have like a mech kind of suit. I did have a gripe with Shocker's gear. He's not, okay, explain it to me. He's not dead. Hold me back. No, no, I'm not not mad that he's dead. I'm not saying he's dead. I know he got hit into a bus, whatever. You want his full outfit, though. No, I want I want his powers to be legitimate. Mm. It seemed to give him increased strength, but it wasn't like when he's showing or throwing the like uh, shock waves. Yeah, the shock waves. That's what I wanted. Where he doesn't even have to punch him. Where he can, no, he just, just, he can just send just the sonic throws blast. it at you. Yep. That's what I wanted. Maybe he falls into a pit of that alien stuff, and then it's. I didn't think you were to be so <laughs> hung up on the shocker. Who likes the shocker? I, I love shocker. The shocker. No, shocker's great, but it's like you know I saw how they did the realistic approach with the glove, but it's like it's Alex is right. If they would do the shocker with the, if with it the blast, been, you know how I love. He, he didn't have to do it the first time. I get that, but he finally maybe he got the second one finally, and he goes. Maybe if I charge this thing up, I can throw it. But hey, you know he's you know how he's that bottom tier. Don't ever rule out that in the second movie he could come back. And, and, and that's my thought. Kind of that, kind of like Crossbones in yeah. Civil War. It's just one of those things. I like the Shocker. It goes Crossbones Raven, Shocker who dies in Civil War within two seconds. But no, no, no I'm saying how he comes back. You know, I like think they're saying yeah. But, but I'm saying if they bring Shocker back. They're still saying he might die right away too. Yeah, bring him back to be an actual threat. Not yeah, like no bottom tier. No, I'm, but, but even a bottom tier gets the best of you sometimes. Um, yeah. I thought also, speaking of like when I was talking about the humor in this movie, it was a good job they brought in like Donald Glover's a comedian or he's done comedic things. I really like the, plot, or the Prowler, especially Ultimate Prowler a lot. I love Miles' uncle. 
in that story. That story is really great. We know more about his uncle than we know about Miles. Um, <laughs> Sorry, that's a whole other discussion. Uh, so when I saw him in this movie, and I thought he did a really good job in this movie. He was really he had some funny lines. Uh, Hannibal Burris was the gym coach. He's a comedian also. So like he had funny lines. So like he was very so like they knew where to pull for Martin, a star who was uh, the teacher who was the the, the Catholic teacher. teacher. Um, was very funny in this movie. So like I like that they knew like instead of writing funny lines and like just giving to random people, they're like, let's get some comedians. Like they know right. how to deliver these lines. Oh, another came in. I don't know if you caught. I saw this in an article. I didn't catch huh? this. The principal. I caught it. I told. I pointed at you during the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. The principal is um the like grandson or descendant of the Howling Commando in Captain America. Yeah, his picture oh, of his grandpa. Yeah. on the thing. I saw yeah. that picture and I was like, that looks familiar. And I start, but it was like two seconds and it was gone. Yeah, that's a nice tie-in. Yeah, Captain is the movie also. Captain uh, Chris Evans has been in every single uh, Marvel movie since. Uh, no, he's been in every. He's been in a Marvel movie at least once a year since he started. Oh, and so he's Damn. not been in every movie. No, he's been in every one though. Like he's been in one every year. So he, even though there's no Cat movie that came out this year, and he won't be in Thor. Or he They're probably keeping him happy. Like, hey, we'll give you a bunch of money. He, he loves doing it. I he does. This one remember there was that time really where he was, talking he was about like contract about retiring. Yeah. Corey, did you get a gig going? Well, I mean, uh, what else do we got to talk about? I mean, I'm. If it's, I just got one question for you guys yeah. while you're still here. Do you, did you like? I'm saying Vulture's, Vulture's, wrap this Oh, okay. <laughs> if we're wrapping it up, yeah. Did you like yes, um, Vulture suit? Were you okay with it? Um, that it had the fluff, you know, it's like, I'm always going to want, like I was telling you before, like, you know, you want mech suit for Scorpion stuff. Or I, you can't. That vulture suit's horrible and amazing. It's too old. And I would be the only person in that audience being <laughs> crying and be like, hell yes. I, say, I, I loved this suit where it like had to see some might and keep. See, I was, I I was like the even, jacket part. The actual, like, yeah, the fan kind of thing was like. I wish it was just like wings and propeller, like a propulsion thing rather than the fan thing. Using the alien. But I mean, attack, it made maybe. sense. I, yeah. saying, I guess to me, it made, I mean, it makes sense. And I know logic. Actually, it, it even scientifically made sense that you would use these to move back and forth. That it wasn't wings having to flap. Yeah. But I love yeah. that suit. So uh, I love the, the bomber jacket. I did love the fluff. Yeah. And I love that his mask, I'm going to cover my mouth. I actually kind of looked like a beak. I don't know why I told I you I was going to cover that. my mouth when yeah. I opened it. Yeah. Uh, so I think we all agreed. Good movie. There's some yes. things. Obviously, you listened to the last hour. There's some things we don't like about it, uh, but it doesn't. It didn't ruin it enough for me not to go see it. I don't think it ruined enough for you guys to be like this oh, bad no. movie. I want to see it movie. again because I think my thing is I was expecting. I went. I made a mistake. I got too excited for it, and I went and expected. Let, let me set up for you guys. This guy earlier in the day was like, I mean, too high yeah, for this he was movie. like jumping balls at like <laughs> eleven o'clock. <laughs> I kept it down low. I was like, the movie's gonna be shit. Turned out to be good. I talked to him. I said stuff that I was getting excited, and I look at the toys that were. I was hyped like Let me ask you all a question, starting with Corey, and then we'll go this way, and you'd be last uh, to end this review. So uh, I can talk about it this Keep going short. <laughs> but uh, what do you hope to see? Like, we're going to do five, not about like future Spider Man movies, but these this five movie arc. We have Avengers 1 and 2, and then Spider Man 2, uh, which they said is going to be like the brand new start for Spider Man. So, Something happens in Avengers, obviously, too, something where they need to restart. And that it's like, that's the, they claim that these 22 movies, because by the end of uh, Infinity War Part 2, it'll be 22 MCU movies. That's the first arc, they said, of their story. And Spider-Man 2. Holy shit. Spider-Man 2, this is what Kevin Feige said in an interview. Spider-Man 2 is the start of the new arc. So, what do you hope to see when we get Spider-Man 2? What do you hope, where are we going to be at? 
I just, you know, what I want is the, you know, they can do whatever they want with the Avengers or anything like that. I just, just give me more Spider-Man's world. Anything and everything you can give me into that world, whether it's the Daily Bugle, J. Jonah Jameson, uh, any other supporting characters. It's like you have this toolbox. Like Spider-Man's yeah. world is so crazy huge. Like in his little area, there's so many things that you can pull in to make it an amazing Spider-Man, pun intended, universe. And so I think they should go into that world more and more. Uh, also, I forgot to mention, Cam Faye also said that the Infinity War movies are like Peter Parker plays a big part in it. Like it's like his like even though it's Avengers, it, he's a uh, the main thrust or something like that of the movies. He's like, the access point to it. He's the part that like is the through line through those movies that leads to Spider Man too. That's why he's just the first movie afterwards. Uh Garrett, what do we hope? Um I don't know. I mean I think it with you know, kicking off a Spider Man, he's probably gonna be, you know, left over from a traumatic event you know the affinity wars like it's got a lot to take take on so i hope that going into the second arc um maybe it's time to bring in some new like new avengers basically like he could be the lead he could be the captain america of this team of younger heroes kind of thing so i mean they're doing that in the comics right now i feel like hey you have 22 movies with a core group i mean we all know they're not going to stay there forever unless you're going to go through recasting hell. So this is your perfect opportunity to bring in some new heroes, new teams, and get us excited for a new type of superhero. Alex? I think what my hope is with Infinity War is that there's stakes. Is that not meat? (laughs) But I I actually... (laughs) I guess I want... want I hate to say I want to see people die, but I want to know that somebody's going to die. No, I know, but I, I want to see that these characters. I don't. Hold on, I don't. Shut up! <laughs> I just wanted to say, uh, we talked about this before. Is that like in Civil War when Rhodey doesn't die, he just gets paralyzed? We were like, he should have just died. Yeah. Like there needs to be some sort of stakes. You can't always just like go to the edge and be like, no, nah, never mind, we didn't do anything. Iron Man can bring Here. you back. So I want to see, and I, I, I'm not saying I want to see characters die. Obviously, Spider Man would not be an option. And I'd hate to see Captain die. Damn but the, right. But there are characters that not necessarily need to go. There needs to be something that happens. There needs to be someone who does die. There needs to be loss of these heroes because they're not indestructible. There's no indestructible Hulk. He's more likely the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> someone needs to die. Yeah. And I guess that's my thing is I want to see. Adios, Vision. Well, and that's, and that's fine. <laughs> Vision can die. Uh, Scarlet can die. Anyone can die. And I want to know that that's a possibility. Then, again, give me new teams then. That's fine. I like but, uh, I like your uh, observation that Spider Man. I know he can't die. Of course, Spider Man Two comes saying, out he after. Can't die. <laughs> Unless we're breaking to Miles, Miles away. Yeah, I was going to say oh, uh, three years right. from now, Miles comes. They did in. say a new direction. He can handle Scorpion. Then we're going to get the. I wouldn't Scorpion. like that. Actually, I was talking about that with a coworker at work today. I wouldn't want Peter just being three movies and then it's like, oh, Miles is here. Like, right. let Peter do his thing for a while so that like whenever he does, and I hope he doesn't die. Um, or if he, he like gives up the, I hope he just gives it up and yeah. turn the Spider-Man no more storyline to him. Just give like, it to my, you know, instead. like maybe when he's going to college, it's like, Hey, your turn. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, like I think I, would, I want to be where, <laughs> yeah. where Peter is pissed off the bad guys and that these bad guys, and maybe he, maybe miles still wears the regular spider suit, what Peter has. And so that's why he ends up having to fight these guys that have already been established. Then eventually he's like, fuck, I need a new suit. Then they keep tearing this one up. Here's my black and red. I just hope the only thing I hope from those two movies leading to Spider-Man 2 is that we get 
more moments like him under the rubble, like proving that he's a hero rather than him just being the funny guy. I do like it. it was like I said, it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. I love the movie, especially him like running through the golf thing when he couldn't swing. Um, there's moments like that that's funny, and especially Civil War, he's the quippy guy. That's I mean, that's who he is. But there also needs to be a moment when because there's a moment in spoilers for Infinity Gauntlet if you haven't read it. There's a moment I think it's Infinity Gauntlet, right? Where Captain, if you read it. I still need to get Have it. You, yeah, I've read it. Gary, no, oh. I haven't read it, but go ahead. Isn't there a moment with Cap, like where everybody's like on the ground, taken out by Thanos? He has a Finney Gauntlet, and he goes, "Who dare say up to me?" And then Captain goes, "I'll, uh, you, you still have me to go through." And like that's the moment you're like, "Fuck, dude!" Like Cap's still going. It's fair. I haven't read it. In a I think I'm years, pretty sure that's what happened. It's been a while since I read yeah. it too. I should reread it. That's fucking amazing. If that's how it, it goes, I think I'm gonna buy it from the shop Starling. in the next. Couple if it Gauntlet, by the way, George Perez art's really great. Um, but they could because we've had Cap moments like in the movies, right? That should be Spider Man's moment. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's the moment where it's like he now is proving, like you said, Come he on, can be Spider-Man. the he can be the cap of this universe. This is what needs to happen. Last thing I'll say about Spider-Man. So in Amazing Spider-Man 2, he grabs that manhole cover and spins it at uh, Rhino. Do that with the fucking shield. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, oh, no, 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 I'm, saying, I'm saying you still have me to go through. Thanos I thought you were going to say he grabs should, that manhole he should the manhole up and throw it at Thanos and be like, fuck you, you're done. <laughs> I just figured it's like the, that, that's your nice tie of here's Captain. Then Spider-Man has taken over, chucks it right at him. Kind of like a yeah. passing of the torch. Kind of. Yeah. If nothing else, it brings Spall. the team together still going. It's not just Spider-Man going at him. There's a team effort fighting. Pretty him. sure, though, then after that happens, Thanos brings his shield, though. So, How dare you fucking chuck it? So, like, going off of that real quick, I know we're trying to end the segment part here, but, uh, like, where he... This going to be a whole fucking fine, show go. Spider-Man. Where he... Um, like, I just got goosebumps right there, because, like, the original team in part two, you know, let's say like dying and then that new team needs to take up the mantle so i could totally picture like a heartbroken peter looking up to these mentors like iron man captain america and then getting demolished by thanos and then him having to step up and be like okay there's nobody like the same thing with the uh concrete or the demolition part where he has to lift the building off of him or the partner i can't talk because it's too exciting but he has to take this up he has to step up and kick thanos ass did I just say literally, this? literally, <laughs> goosebumps, goosebumps. Uh, on, man. One more thing, we'll end on this. I just want to hear your answer. That's it. Uh, that Spider-Man Two movie. Who do you want to be for the villain to be? Since we're not gonna have Green Goblin, I'll go for Hobgoblin. Garrett, I know they're gonna do Scorpion. That's what they're setting up. But I would also go for Hobgoblin. I think that's out of the wheelhouse. That's good, Alex. I'm I'm straightforward for Scorpion. I'm fine with that because it's a character I've never seen before. He's never been done before. I'm hoping that that is going to simmer a little bit because he's still in jail. He's got people on the outside, and maybe he we can actually finally have like a Mysterio movie. I would love well, to see. Mysterio. No, they are going to be doing a Craven and Mysterio movie. That's already been announced. When from? What do you mean? I saw that. What are you asking too. about? No, what are you talking? They announced that that they're going to be making not only. The uh, Venom movie, they're going to be making a Craven movie. Holy fuck, Sony's movie. just... Everything. Who do we have? Who do we have? <laughs> I thought you guys knew that. I didn't know that. I, that's why I, that's why I didn't think Facebook. something about it. Are they just it. saying that shit so that Marvel's like, oh, I guess we can't use them. I guess we that's can't use that's them. why I was thinking you're not going to see any hints from But them. they're never going to make those fuck. Here's my theory. They're never making. They're never fucking making Venom. They're never making those movies. They're just saying that so that when they say to Marvel, like, this movie makes tons of money, they go, hey, Marvel, you want to buy, buy the whole thing? And they're like... Uh, Oh yeah, we'll buy the whole thing. Well, we were planning on making these movies, so you're gonna have to pay 
our projected costs or projected profits from these movies. Like yeah. people want to see these movies. Five quid. And then I hope Marvel goes. They're trying to increase uh, attention to values. these douchebags. Yeah, Look how much money we made making your movies. Give us the characters for this cost. Problem solved. Here's ten dollars extra. That easy. That's been the review for Spider-Man: Homecoming. Uh, great movie. Go see it. So uh, the last uh, Marvel movie until Thor: Ragnarok. Uh, which goes out November? November? November 17th. Seven, what no, the no, fuck? No. November 17th. <laughs> I believe that is true. 11, 17, 17? You know what? Uh, 11, 1, 7, Go 1, see it every like a lot. 9, 8. No, what do you say? Yeah, I gave it 9. 9, 8, and nine. 9. I tell you what, everyone. Change it from last night. I talked to Marvel. I need to talk to somebody. Last night, you acted like you hated this movie. Because I think it's always does that. No, but I, there's movies I like. I like Power Rangers. I'm just saying, this is one of those movies I went into it going, I wanted, I expected something. And this I was, is maybe it's going to be simmer today. And yeah, yeah and so you, you tell me last night, it. think it over. It's like, you know, the more I thought about it, I was like, there's I actually did say that before we were leaving. He's like, I feel like I really want to talk to this movie. I go, well, think it over and write down some things. Yeah. Well, when I go see it for time number five, you can come with well, me. Well, I want to go see it again. Yeah. Like, I, did, I didn't write anything down, but as long as I thought about it last night and this morning on my walk, I was like, you know what? Here's a pro tip. If you want to see it for cheap on Tuesday nights, it's cheaper. It's five bucks, I think. Damn it, I work. Oh, okay. Same. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I. Bro date. Leaving or same? Leaving. All right. Thank you, Corey. All uh, right. Flip, hashtag flip. guest host one. Flip, flip out of here. Flip, flip you later. See you later, guys. See ya. Is that your thing? I think so. Yep. Uh, Hello? See you later. <laughs> Whoa. Guest host 1.5. All right. Hashtag guest host 1.5. You can follow Corey on Twitter. He's at Corey Walls. Rainbow. Comics and cards. Looking for comic books, collectibles, board games, or any sports memorabilia or sports cards? The only place you need to shop in Sioux Falls or Lincoln, Nebraska. Visit their Facebook page, facebook.com slash Rainbow Comics and Cards, or their Lincoln location at Rainbow Comics and Cards, Lincoln. Or find them online anytime at RainbowComicsandCards.com. You know what? That went really long. That went uh, almost an hour and 20 minutes. So Holy shit, really? Skip free talk and go through reviews, you think? Oh, yeah, there's no free talk. Neither. I don't have anything else to talk about anyways. Actually, I think that was a really good discussion. There's a lot of things that I think uh, that we got out that I think actually the things that you guys mentioned about that movie that you didn't like, I actually agree with a lot, especially like the Iron Man mm. stuff and the, um, no, something you said I don't agree with, but. <laughs> like what? <laughs> the character changes. I really don't. I mean, if the, uh, Especially with MJ, that it feels like me that's a new person. Well, I'm just like you know, honestly, talking to you guys, going okay, maybe they just went for a different direction. It's like okay, I get that. As long as they and keep that, it that way, and that it's not. Movie. Well, actually, my name is. Oh, Mooch. Shocker too. I didn't really. Yeah, I thought he was okay. Well, you guys don't give a shit about Shocker. Shocker's I like the Shocker. fucking worst. That's why. Who gives no, a shit? You know the worst. Who's the worst Spider-Man villain? But honestly, I don't I think I, Vulture, but not anymore. <laughs> that's it. Honestly, this made me really like Vulture. It actually did make me dislike Shocker more because they didn't do anything with him other than he was just some thug with some gear. We better get to these reviews. Let's get to these reviews first. Up in the docket, Batman 26, written by Tom King. Pencils, inks, covers. Cover by Mikhail Janin. Colors by June Chung. This is the second part of the War of Jokes and Riddles. What do you guys think of... Let's uh, quickly go back and just say the start of this. What do you guys think? 25. I love this. This is cool. I thought 25 was really good. Yeah, I think it's a nice way to use the prose to tell like a truly haunting story. Um, I thought 25 was really good. 26 kind of took a step back for me. 26 felt a little long. Yeah. And it was actually. I think it was longer, right? It was 20. No, 25 is longer. is longer. It set up the whole story. Okay. Line. Well, then 26 felt longer. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Yeah. Um, mainly. On exposition. Yeah. Trying to show like the sides and like, you know, I think the worst part about this is the whole Batman's telling the story. Yeah. To I was going to say, thing. frame it as him that. telling the story rather than just showing 
showing us what happened. Living it. Yeah. I think kind of hinders it a little bit because he's skipping parts. Yeah. And like then people, they got villains together and he's like, he kind of feels like he's going, and then this happened, blah, 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 blah. You don't need to know that part. And it's right. Like, so it feels, it feels a little weird. I'd rather me. see Joker and Riddler recruit, recruiting these guys a little bit rather than just like, oh, they're on my team. They're well, I say, I don't understand how the teams got assembled. I think he, they he just drew a card. <laughs> they just went the to people. The straws you get. Riddler oh, went to people and was like, you want to join my team? All right. Here's what's going on. Uh, I, but I feel like, especially at the end of this issue, when he's like, here's the people who died, you should show in the background. It's mainly going to be about, you know, another reason why he doesn't read Batman anymore. He's like, I'm supposed to be saving people, but obviously, like, yeah. look what happened. Like, I let all these people die. Right. So I think that's what's supposed to be the point of this. I don't know why it's framed around this war or drugs or all, why they act like it's some big epic we're going to hear about when it's mainly seems like it's in the background of him right. telling his story. So it really should have just been framed. I think it should have been framed that way. Yeah, I don't I don't like how it's being told. The art's really great. Holy shit. The way Janin draws Joker, amazing. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Joker not being able to smile? What do you think of that? I, I like I like the problem that they're having that you get from 25 is that Joker can't laugh. There's nothing that makes him laugh. And that Riddler is... There's a question that Batman can always answer that he is really can never beat him in a, a game of minds. I was like, oh, okay. I respect that. Uh, Joker not being able to smile, that actually makes me feel really even scarier now that there's nothing that makes him right. happy. Well, I like how Riddler explained the solution. The only way you'll be able to smile again and I'll solve my riddle is if we kill Batman together. And Joker's like, nope, nah, you can't kill him. I'm good. Hey, did you get the reference in this tissue to the first Batman movie? When yeah, Riddler's getting stitched up. It's like that whole same scene. Right. When Joker's getting his yeah. mirror. <laughs> Give me the mirror. These I, are the only tools I had to work with. That part I was kind of like, really, Tom King? Like, that? <laughs> I don't know if that's okay. You know, Tom King does this thing, and he uh, stopped for a little bit in Batman, and I thought it worked better. And actually, when it's framed not on Batman, like when Gotham, Gotham Girl at one point was doing narration, he does a lot of narration. Mm-hmm. And... And this, like you said, the framing it as him telling the story, I don't think really works. And the narration kind of feels false a little bit. Like it yeah. doesn't feel, it does feel, I know you guys have been How saying. How can Bruce tell a story if you're getting <laughs> it first point of view narration? Yeah, I, you're right. He's like, how did he know all this? Like what's going on? He, was, he, he wasn't there for that moment. Do you really know? Well, he does explain that he asked people questions and took evidence and stuff. But I'm still like, that's not enough to explain inner monologue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he, yeah, that's, so, I mean, I think it's good, but I wasn't blown away like I expected to be. I was like, whoa, war, drugs, and real, let's go. Right. Especially, I thought the last uh, few issues before this started was really were really strong. Yeah. 24 was fucking, by the way, we didn't talk about 24. I thought 24 was amazing. I'm going to put it down on my list of uh, best issues. Yeah, we should have talked about it on the show. It was, it was, I read it and I was blown away. I was like, man, I this, thought it was great. This is really great. It was 10s. And then 25 and 26 were like more of, I mean, it, they weren't as great as that. And I think Tom King works well when he's like, let me tell us one issue. Like, his one issue has been right. great. But in terms of an arc, like especially when you're framing it as like this war, I just think it kind of fell flat. Well, he planned to do this storyline. I bet he's kicking himself in the butt a little bit, thinking like if he, he didn't have to do this, War of Jokes and Riddles, because like now the resolution of issue 24 you have to carry out until we get to that next interview. You know what? That issue. makes sense. It feels like the, this is kind of uh, the Catwoman and him telling her is kind of shoot in, you know, yeah. like to make it 
part of what he's actually trying, the thing he's been because well, like to. they added an issue they changed an issue way back when so that they could add another issue to the Catwoman oh, yeah, storyline right. so Catwoman I wonder if that was too far gone and then he's like he oh we'll make course. it work yeah and you're so, right yeah it did feel like it changed course and what the story was in this this does feel like if you look at the whole run this feels like a Scott Snyder storyline not a Tom King storyline right what do you yeah. think? Yeah, I um, one twenty four was really good. The I wasn't okay. I was blown away to an extent. The end of that where he proposes to Catwoman, it's like holy shit. That took a way different turn than I would have expected. But then I'm also going. Eh, I, I guess I could see that coming. How much she's been in this book? How much yeah. he consistently chases her? It's like okay. Well, I, I could, knew that before I read the issue. We, I mean, well, you guys yeah, had yeah, it spoiled. We have the internet. Got Captain America spoiled <laughs> for us, so. Yeah. Um. I. I really. Am, I'm kind of disappointed in 25 and 26 because my, my my big thing with the um Infinity War. What's the stakes? You already know he's gonna win. You already know the outcome. He doesn't die, unless these two villain teams end up killing each other. Which. What do you want, medium rare? I think what he's saying is like he's sick of the cliffhangers being in the past. Like you know with. Catwoman, remember they dropped that line like, oh, I killed 300 people. And then they had to go back and issue and explain what the fuck that actually meant. Yeah. That's the same thing we're getting with this whole storyline. Is like, Batman's like, oh, I did something really bad. Here's six issues why. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I guess. The but thing, it, the it thing only, is, yeah, I don't know. The thing is also, though, like if we're talking about Batman storylines, like Scott did a lot too. Yeah. Scott would be like, here's a mystery, guys. And you get to the end and be like, okay, well, why do I need a whole year of, of a storyline yeah, to right. let me know about zero year, the things that happen during zero year. That's like, true. That's true. Um, I'm not comparing. I'm going to give, I'm going to give 20, I'm going to give 26, like an eight. Yeah. I was saying art, eight. art is really strong. Story is kind of meh for me, but oh. 25, I'd throw out a nine because there's, there's more material. There's more to throw out. For me yeah. 29, I give it a 20, 29, five. I did give a nine. This one actually gave a seven. Yeah. Uh, 24 was a 10 for me. It was like, 24 it was tens. really great. Best one since Nine. Batman vs. Bane. Uh, that, see, no, that one is a 10 for me. Is when Batman's yeah. beating the shit out of Bane. That one I really enjoyed. I actually believe all the Catwoman one-shots with him and her and Bruce have been Actually, really that whole good. arc is great of Batman vs. Yeah. Bane. Yeah, I just love them piss-pounding. Who else was in the art for 24 of Batman? Because it, was it, it wasn't just... Um, I thought it was Clay Barrows. I thought Barrows was in there, too. No, Clay, Clay Man. Okay, I was <laughs> say, there, there was the two artists in that book. I can't remember. Oh, it might have been Clay Man. Because when, be right. when, when Bruce is talking to, is it Claire? Claire? Yeah. That, I was like, oh, that's that's not uh, that's not the usual art. <clears throat> so we also got uh, Daredevil number 23, written by Charles Soule, art by Alec Morgan, and colors by Matt Mila. I, this, this is, uh, what's the storyline called? Uh, Supreme. Supreme Part 3. You know what I my favorite part of this issue was? Is, one, Kingpin talking to, is it legal? Yeah. Uh, the punching bag scene There's was a person awesome. There? Yeah, was awesome. When I thought goes, that was really great. When he goes in the interview, he's having an interview yeah. with legal. And he goes, well, the one thing you don't want to do is end up in the bag. And you watch this big pool of blood Your underneath bag's the bag. Bleeding, yeah. Your bag's got a leak. Uh, by the way, 24 was just uh, David Finch. Was it really? He must have changed was, his style uh, then. I just looked it up as David Finch. Hmm. Um, you're right. I forgot it was David Finch. Daredevil 23 for me was uh, a good story. I liked actually this whole storyline. Uh, Daredevil 23 for me, Alec Morgan, sorry. But I do not like your art at all. 
The art was like for this issue. Yeah, for me, Matt Murdock's face was like so weird at times. There were times when his teeth would be like really pointy. Yeah, and they looked far apart. Like he had gap teeth. And there was a part also where he like kind of looked like Woody Allen for kinda, some reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like mm-hmm. he's getting up. He's, he's like, and he looks like he's like small. And he's like, oh, watch out, guys. He's yeah. like moving past them. And then at the end, there's a. Fa- I mean, I thought it was only Matt that I didn't like. However, like. I just read actually uh, the last three issues, so this whole yeah. this whole arc so far, I really like this arc a lot. It's awesome. I you know what I love about this arc so much is that I know that Charles So is a lawyer here. It's a law, uh, law firm. Is that there's a lot of legal legalities in this whole storyline? There's a lot of like uh, here's precedent for this case, and he's bringing up cases and bringing like, well, if I can prove this, you know what I mean? Right. And all of that, I don't have to think being like, is that true? You, you know it's true? true. I know it's true. That's what I'm, and then so it feels like also, I'm learning some legal things here and reading DD. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I found that twenty, uh, twenty one and twenty two, awesome. This twenty three is kind of a step back with the change of art. Yeah, I, the 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 other two were Gordon, uh, what's his name, Sadukas or something like that. I really his yeah. art was his art. I actually prone to think his art's okay. I really do like uh, instead. Who's the main artist? Ron Garney. Ron Garney. It's been fun gone forever. It's been, yeah, he's, he's, been he's grown into it. Yeah, I really like. We've grown to like Ron Garney's art, and then Gordon was like, "Oh, this is okay, but it's not Ron." And then we got Alec, and I thought it was going to be the same thing where I was going to be like, "This is okay, but it's not you know Gordon." I'm going to But I got seven. it. And I was like, Ooh, "This looks kind of weird." Yeah. Do you want to get for me back here? The beginning was way better. Um, and the thing that I guess I'm not enjoying too much, and this is super Alex of me. But, like, we just read that Kingpin series, and, like, Tombstone acts like he's never heard of Kingpin before. I'm like, you're the number one villain against Kingpin in that storyline. Look at this shit. Yeah, I know. It looks like an elf. It looks like a vampire. Yeah, Tombstone's like, who? And you're Wesley? You look nothing like Wesley. Here's the the panel I told you. He's like, oh, watch out, guys. (laughs) He's, like, hunched over. If you have a Daredevil... Turn to the issue. I think the coloring was great in this issue, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Minus the, the art, the pencils, I didn't think they were great, but the coloring I thought was great. So what, I want to hear your, because you don't read Hulk. What's your uh, thing about Hulk? What do you think about Hulk? I read this story? issue and I was like, hey, I should read Hulk. It's yeah, it's really good. I think I w- thought you would I think you would Hulk enjoy sure. this Hulk for the I think fact I would. it is more I think of it was a something legal that based. By the time it was rolling along, it's too far gone. I was like, what do you guys think about this? Uh, you guys have been hearing about this Hulk thing? And I thought you guys weren't picking it up. And so you guys, oh, yeah, it's been great. We've been reading it. I was like, you guys are on it? Yeah, because it's like the most Bruce Banner Hulk book you can get right now. Without it being Bruce. Yeah. I like Jennifer a lot, too, yeah. so I don't know why. Like, your old, uh, Charles O wrote her uh, She-Hulk st- uh, comic before, um, and it was kind of like this. It was about legal, when she was a legal yeah. stuff, obviously she's a lawyer. No, that's what I say. That's what a lot of, I'm not, I'm too behind on it, but it's been a lot of her Has it? doing okay. legal things. It is, yeah. She's it's just, a lawyer it's her, people. she's trying to focus on being not Hulk. But things are making her become Hulk, and she doesn't want to be Hulk. Yeah, I, I so, really yeah. like it. It made me. Want I can't to confirm it. or deny that. I'm I'll probably that catch up and read it, but story. no, I'm not to that issue. This one was the whole series. She's always looking so in the mirror. Storyline wise, this one I thought was strong. Art wise, I thought it, yeah, it felt like a fill in person, right? So. Uh, eight for me. I'm gonna stick with the seven because the art really was a a downer for me. I'm gonna go eight. I don't think the art. It like, wasn't horrible besides I think Matt, since I read I a couple horrible. in a row like you did, yeah. that the story was taking more precedence yeah, in my maybe. head over the art. I, I like the cover really... on this book. I just thought Matt looked weird the whole time. Yeah. There's almost too much emphasis that his glasses are red. Kingpin, by the way. I don't know if those, that's supposed to be sweat or like uh, veins. That first page didn't make it look like a kingpin. I was like, 
thug, and then oh, it's Kingpin. Like this first well, panel, he's punching the bag. I was like, oh. Well, the reason I knew it was Kingpin is because he was twice the size of that beanbag. Next, we got Nightwing number twenty-four, written by Tim Seeley, pencils by Miguel Mendonca, colors by Chris Sotomayor. Blockbuster Part Three, I believe. Um, I didn't read this. It was just you, you didn't. No. So we get uh, Dick versus you know Tiger Jason. Shark. Thank you. Versus Tiger Shark. Basically, um, he's dealing with the fallout of the last arc where. Um, his girlfriend got kidnapped, um, and she, like, there's a little bit of fallout from everything from the previous arc. So, like, she can tell, Sean's her name, right? Yep. Defacer. Uh, she can tell that Dick's, like, kind of happy that he doesn't have a child, <laughs> and she's pissed, basically. Because, like, Dick was basically like, oh, it would have been a mistake, and so, of course, like, he's like, well, I got to go save the day. So, peace. And I was like, ooh, douchebag. And then she's like, starts crying and stuff. I don't. Yeah. I, but that wasn't in this issue. Huh? That wasn't in this issue. In this one? Yeah. It was in the beginning. I know, but it's because this issue opens up with her friend coming in. This issue starts with him talking to Jizz or Giz while he's trying to. Yeah, fight. the tech guy. That part's stupid. I hated that part, by the way. Sure. Which, which part? Where he's talking to Giz. But oh. I'm saying there's a part with Sean where her friend comes in from the yeah, pigeon shows up. Yeah. No, that's I, why I'm setting up. I'm setting up the exposition so yeah, people know the midway what the through the book. Out. Yeah. Whatever. I'm just saying. No one gives a shit about Giz. No, but I care about how he's taken out everybody. Yeah. Regardless. So the cliffhanger of last issue was that like all these villains are trying to test out new weapons to use against to kill superheroes. And then, like, Dick literally lands in the middle of the floor and is like, what's up, guys? And he's like, and here's your target. So it's, like, basically Rumble Royale versus Nightwing. Um, can you give me any content here? Fill in the gaps. Well, I'm trying to think. Well, I already told <laughs> So he fights what? Uh, what's the guy? Uh, Vertigo? Magog. We glad you, Magog. Glad you said something. Vertical. I was like, why is that now? Yeah. Well, because well, like, I'm still trying to figure out the story he's telling me. <laughs> I was setting Kid up the Amazo. last issue to get you to the point hey, what that happened in there's Super like Sons. A, in Super is Amazo- Sons, Kid Amazo's in it. Okay. Did he do, is he gone now? No. Okay. He's still well, around. You know, my thing with, oh, he's in two places at once. Oh, no. I mean, he's gone from the book. Yeah, currently. I know he's not dead. He's but not I mean, the current villain of the okay, Super Sons okay. book right now. Anymore. So at least he's, he can be elsewhere now. Yes, he can Oof. be more than one oh, place. <laughs> um, who's the... There's someone else. He's some demon pate thing. How do you live knowing that Batman's in Batman Detective and Justice League? Do you know and how Trinity? Well, to be fair, <laughs> Detective Comics. To be fair, Justice League doesn't Batman. count. That's not that's not Batman. <laughs> Who? Justice League doesn't count. He's not Batman. He's J- in, at least JLL. I understand. He's in JLA. Power Rangers Batman. Manhunter. That book's done, bro. <laughs> no, it's not. It's coming back. Someday. When? When? Sunday? Undisclosed. Nice. TBD. Sunday. It's coming back Sunday. You heard it here first. I said someday, not Sunday. But anyways, back to Nightwing, the book we're reviewing. How did that end? Oh, um, Blockbuster leaves him with the bomb. Yeah, which Blood that is. part, I so there was two parts I hated the be- beginning. Basically, Dick was talking to one of the techie guys from his hero, or his villain support group. Yep. Um, and Gizmo was like dicking around with his computer. And it's obviously, you know, like Bruce gave Dick like this great laptop that has like 32,000 gigabytes, which whatever, we got fucking terabytes now. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Laptop something like, I don't know if that was, like, whatever. He was like freaking out and hey, Night- give me a Nightwing's on the comms with him and he's like, remember, what's in rule number one? Don't touch any technology. And he's like fucking touching technology. Um, 
ending though, I didn't like how Blockbuster just like walks in to Dick and's like, "You got to defuse this bomb." And how is like Dick Grayson not like punching him in the face real quick, being like, "Fuck you!" And then I'm gonna defuse. Yeah, but this bomb. when Blockbuster shows up, he's still Blockbuster. Then he takes the mutagen or whatever it is he takes the yeah. serum, turns back into That's Ronald cool. Weasley. Oh, God. I remember. I think it's Ronald, right? He's yeah. the brother to the original Roland, maybe Roland. Ron, there you go. I don't no, know. you're right, Roland. Roland. And so, yeah, and then he goes into escape pod and says, Adios. But he goes, I know you're going to stay. I know even though you beat the shit out of these guys, <laughs> you're still going to save them from dying. So, right. thanks. And yeah, which was kind of cool, but at the same time, pissed me off. I was like, eh, kind of cliche. Yeah. And then the issue cliff hangs with a bomb going off. <gasps> Nightwing's Nightwing clearly dead? dead. Of course. So, I give this, I like the part before this more, but I give this an seven. The last issue, I give an eight. I, I think I'm going to give this one a eight just for the fact I like that he he gets thrown into all these different bad guys and knows how to take them all out. What, the, I do like what him, the weakness is. I do like him using his critical thinking, being like, oh, this is a Superman villain. Avoid this guy. Oh, Batman can take him, yeah. so I could take this. And so he, like things oh, like he's that. a brute force kind of guy, but he's not. So I can make him hit that one and knock him down. Or I like that. I like that he's being um, logical about his attacks. Quick sidebar for all three of us. Have you guys been suckered into those Snickers? Dude, every the first Adds two every times time now again. The first motherfucker, yeah, not again. The first time they I read changed it, I was it like, up, so I was like, <laughs> I was like, all right, this is the comic, and I was like, no, it's not. Why is, why is Flash and Superman here? get here? Yeah, uh, yeah, during Batman, that did that for me. I was like, what the fuck's this? Uh, two thousand gig hard drive, yeah, yeah. That's weird. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know why he doesn't say. I think that's two terabytes, maybe. Yeah, so I just say two away. terabytes. It's like it's not that much, not that much anymore. Yeah. Uh, Jupiter's Legacy, Volume 2, Number 5, ripped by Mark Miller, art by Frank Whiteley, Colors by Sonny Go. Uh, the finale of Volume 2, which, by the way, spoilers, we learned, not the finale of the whole series. Yeah, I was say, this, this left it wide open, too. There's going to be something else. Jupiter's coming. Requiem. Did he, he name drop the next series? Did you see that? I didn't read it. I've read the last, I've oh, read this you whole read story. Oh, yeah, he you does. Spoil it. I don't care. Um, the last page, he's like coming in 20. By the way, it's two years. You have two years to catch up. Two years for look at, Frank look at the to draw five issues. <laughs> look at the last page. It says uh, Jupiter's uh, Requiem coming in 2019. Um, well, before that, reborn thing. Oh, before those. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about it's those. The last part. There, yeah. there you go. End of book two. End of book two. Jupiter's Requiem begins 2019. So the same year we get the last the Spider-Man movie we were talking about the next. Two one. years from now. You know what I thought? The first thing I thought when I read that? What? Might be dead. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, It'll take uh, Frank like four months to draw one, this. one issue. No, it's okay. Alex, let me ask you a question. As someone who's waited, um, what's it's July, so nine months for this issue. Worth it? <laughs> you know, really not. Uh, it was kind of it was it was climactic, yes, but it was really not the build up that we've been given. You know those pages you just went to at the end yeah. where they show Frank Whiteley's art. <clears throat> There's a couple pages I was like, I looked at him, I was like, wow, that looks amazing. And then at the bottom it said issue one. I was like, oh, yeah, issue one was great. And, he says, and I looked at another page and I go, wow, it's amazing. Issue four. I was like, oh, yeah, issue four was great. And then they show issue five. Like there's a there's a one-page spread with a, a wave coming at the town. And I looked at it and I go, you're right. That is the only page where I was like, yeah, that took time. <laughs> See, they wanted to grease your wheels, be like oversized issue. I'm not going to say mean, you it. I mean, you feel oversized. No, it, felt, it read so fast. It read really fast. A lot of action. Um I like the conclusion to the story. It's going to read way better in trade. Uh, nine months was not 
really worth it. It's a good issue, but yeah. it's not really nine one nine months worth of being like. I didn't read this and be like, man, I saw where nine months went. By the way, read book one and two back to back. You don't think uh, you read a circle? No, no, in between? no, no, no. Well, I guess you, I mean you could. Yeah, you can read. Circle. I'd read I'm circle saying, in between. I'm just well, okay. I'm still saying that if you were not going to get circle, reading one through two is actually a pretty consistent story, though. Yeah, but there's characters that you get to learn. There's stakes of course even though it's a prequel i wouldn't i wouldn't read circle first no read Read one circle one and two and then read two um or read one and two and then read circle i think you get more there's hints especially in volume two about circle so i think you would get more well there's even at the end of this book when you see them garrett is okay if i spoil stuff yes when you see them assembling that team yeah at the end it's like oh that actually means something we get a new superhero team uh, all the villains uh, were um, saved today. All the heroes died. Most of them died. Yeah. Um, by the way, what do you think? How did they? they what's the main guy's name? Um, Brandon, the dad, uh, the brother, the is dad. Brandon. Which dad? There's uh, Walter. Is Walter. the cousin or the uncle? Uh, what do you think about how he died? What do you think about that? I think how he died though. Wasn't he? He was holding a thing, and he goes, "Real Walter." Oh said. yes. And it's so awesome. You get this thing that can tell where anywhere you just have to tell it where you want to go. So he grabs it and it's like a pull. Like, it looks like a flashlight. That's yeah. in the first volume. It's in the first yeah, one. Yeah, I read it's the a first flashlight. Volume. Yeah. And he goes, real Walter said. Because Walter so duplicates separate, himself. Yeah. Right. He's a multiple, made multiples of himself and goes, I'll give you one chance if you can find the real me. Yeah. So then like, the he, he's like, you get one goes, shot at me. I'm going to my guard down. Real Walter's head. And he gets the. The pole yeah, right through his transports head. Transports right into his head and he dies. And actually, that was a nice surprise. It surprised me, yeah. I was like, because yeah. for a while, I was like, oh, his kid's going to come in and save the day. Like, he's going to know which one it's him. And like, all these scenarios ran through my head. And Frank Quietly is, even though this issue I didn't feel like was uh, amazing, Frank Quietly, it was good, Frank Quietly. <clears throat> so he knows how to frame that thing. So we're like, it came to that part and I was like, you're right. I was surprised. It was one of those things where the, he does the one <laughs> thing I like in a comic book is when you've got the. Um, he does the turn page for you. Yeah. Where, I mean, when there's the surprise at the end, it's not, oh, it's at the bottom of the thing where I've already spoiled it. It's, I had to turn the page to go, oh, wow, you just beamed right through his head. That's the one thing that people, the one strength that comics has that I don't see, like your greats will do it. People who are good writers, um, great artists do it. But I don't see a lot of it, in, especially in mainstream comics a lot of days, is where they use that turn. To their Actually, advantage. a lot of the DC books we did today were oh, really? the turn. Like Nightwing ended on the turn. Um, now it wasn't a one-page turn. I mean, it wasn't like a full panel. But I know Scott did that a lot. Scott yeah. was good about that. He knew well, how to do that. Okay, like, Dare, like Daredevil on issue 23, the right spot to have the blood leaking out of the bag would have been when I turned the page. When yeah. even Legal looks down and goes, your bag sprung a leak. And then you turn the page, oh, it's blood. Not just- it's only natural when you're reading. You're going to be seeing stuff out of your right side of your eye. So like when you put the reveal on the next page, I'm, I'm seeing it already. It's ruined. Yeah, I've already spoiled it. So, but it has is- to be on the turn. Right. You know what I mean? And then it's like, wow. And uh, I think Frank Wiley is good about that. He does a lot in All-Star. He does it a lot. Also Superman. And he did it a couple times in this issue. And um, he really, I mean, I don't know where Nine was. He could have been doing something. You know, something could have happened in his life. I don't know what's happening. But if it was for him just to finish his art, Nine months a little too long. If, if, I, if I may, I, I, want, good. I want to point out, we actually did lie to you. There is no turn. It's on. It's at the top. So by the time I get to it, I still haven't looked at it. But Oh, yeah, you're right. I thought it was in the next page. Yep, so did I. 
Well, yeah, that's but kinda, still, I, but I still stand behind that. I love when the turn is the. Reveal. Isn't that kind of shitty though that they did Jupiter Circle just to give Frank quietly more time to do this? And even then, he was still. Not, yeah, I mean that's kind of bullshit. But it, it, but it's the same as when we do Lazarus, where Mark Miller still wrote it. Greg Rook is still going to write the Lazarus miniseries. Yeah, but that just recently happened. Yeah, he but was he, pretty consistent. He means that ran. they did Circle One and Two to make sure that Frank had this out in time. Oh, and I he see. still would have got. So it's still two yeah. hours. Two, two, two hours. Two hours. Buddy, I would have taken two hours over nine months. I thought it was so good, though. I, I enjoyed it, and, and I remember reading it, being like. When you read this whole thing through, it's going to be great. So does that mean we're going to get Jupiter's Circle 3 and 4? No. I would love it, but I, I don't think I don't think there's anything left. That, there's just, nothing you really. You just show missions. Jupiter Square. I think it ended at a point where it was like yeah. so oh. Jupiter Circle. He probably next. did plan to end in. It's like, no, we're having too much fun doing good. this. I give it a strong 8. It could have been a 9 if I had a good couple pages. It could have been a 10. Who knows? It's a good strong 8. Yes, I agree. Probably an eight. Not strong, not good enough to be the nine for the fact that there's just things that, even though he had so much time, it still seemed rushed. I have a feeling if you read the whole thing through, what you're going to do, I think this will be a nine. Yeah. But I got to give something. That's because it'll be consistent. It'll I wasn't hyped for nine months. Right. Eventually, the hype died down. And then when I saw it was coming up this week, the hype went back up. But it wasn't as up as if it would have been as if you went four well, the months. The hype was up. I know, but, but there's no way they could have met it after nine months. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I think, right. and honestly, probably when we, if we would have gotten this when it originally was supposed to come out, yeah, it, it would have been great. Been we were, we were ready for this attack. issue when it came out, and then it got delayed. And of course, delayed, there was no letters delayed, page delayed. being like, "Hey, I Spoilers. was." I think the biggest thing about it, the big, yeah, something. the biggest thing about it was like Lazarus. We know they're taking a break. We know when it's coming back. Uh, this was just like we were waiting and be like, is it out this week? Like, no. is it out this month? And we would see it solicited and be like, "Oh, buddy, it's coming out in two weeks, three weeks." And then it would disappear and it'd be like, where is it at? Well, that's, the, that's a mistake with looking on Comic Geeks. That's why it's good that we use previews. Yeah. But it's like, eh. you know what, though? It did remind me of that was like back in the, I mean, not that long ago, like 10 years ago for comics. That's how it was all the time, though. For like everything, even Marvel stuff, there'd be times where I'd be like, what the fuck's that book at? Yeah. And it'd be delayed like a month. Yeah. But they're better about that now. But also, it's like now they're pushing through stuff, which is like, eh, maybe hold on a second. <laughs> right. Don't commit to something you can't finish it. Uh, we also got Hawkeye, number eight, written by Kelly Thompson, Leonardo Romero, and colors by Jordi Belair. I did good. I didn't say anything to you yet. <laughs> you know, I still love the art in this book, and I love the covers. And I just, I, I love this book. So good. It's I like really it's consistent. That's the best part you can say about it. It's consistent throughout the whole series. That's why, you know, uh, you won't get fans that get pissed off when there's a new artist or anything because you're even though some Marvel set people said that art's maybe not a driving force of the sales, but it really does complement the writing, especially when it's one consistent. Yeah, I really think you like it, especially when you get a book like this where it really does have its own style. Um, it really does become part of the character, part of the book. So that I think that's the mo- the biggest my biggest gripe with art changes. Is when it changes, it's like it's changing the book that I'm reading. You know what yeah. I mean? So when you get something that it's very stylized, like in this style, and then you get somebody who does a totally different style, then it's like, well, that's not the book I'm reading. That's not right. the. And so, like the last issue, the art was great in the last issue. This yeah. issue also was great. And uh, big props. I mean, for if you've listened to this podcast, you know we've talked about Jordi Belair. Her colors are amazing. I was reading this issue, and I was I actually stared at a, a couple of panels for a while, looking at the coloring, and I thought I was like. You know what? There is uh, not, f- I guess it was a flashy coloring. I think Matt Hollingsworth, like when I see his colors, I'm always like, wow, like those are amazing. It's like, 
uh, especially like in the infamous Iron Man from last week, the two page spread of Doctor Strange. Yeah. Um, and Jordy's done the kind of stuff, but in this book, it's more like her coloring suits the art. Like she's not trying to be the star of that book. She's trying to compliment that person doing the art. Who is the person doing the art? Leonardo Romero has been doing yeah. good. I mean, he they've been on since eight, right? It's been the same artist. I, I, thought, so. I thought there was one issue that maybe wasn't him because I maybe I just didn't care for that issue. It was the Jessica Jones. Yeah, one of them. One yeah, of them. I think it's like number oh, really? seven, I number it's, six. It's been uh, and maybe it has been him, and it oh. just it didn't. I, I'll look in a second here. Didn't switch, you know. Didn't click with me. My biggest uh, props to this book, and the reason why I'm enjoying it so much, is I was thinking about it today when I read this issue. So we had Matt Fraction do a run for how many issues? Twenty-two. Twenty-two issues, and then we had all new Hawkeye, which was Jeff Lemire, for I don't know how many issues. I read the whole thing. It was, it wasn't what I mean. So that first run of Hawkeye was like it was a breath of fresh air. It was a brand new thing. It was Hawkeye, like it it made a tone for Hawkeye. It made it like this is Hawkeye and now when you get this book, this is what you should expect. And then when Jeff took it over, it felt like he was like, I'm gonna do hundred percent hundred and eighty degree turn. Let's do something different. Mm. And it was more serious. It was like a very confusing tale about the past future. Like it you know, and it was the art change was way different. And not that it was bad, but for reading it and be like, well, I was really interested in that fraction run. Um, it just seems like they're being different to be different. And then we get this, which I think is more in line with Matt Fraction's run. Really? But it does feel like its own thing still. Like it does feel like this is the natural progression of what he did, what he set up. It's all about Kate instead of uh, Clint, even though Kate was in that. It, she had a couple arcs in it in the uh, yeah. original run. I'm not trying to not pay attention. I'm looking for... Um, are you to see if he's an artist? Yeah. Um, so I've been reading this being like, this is like what I wanted originally when they did all yeah. new Hawkeye, even though that was about K2 and there's a lot of stuff about her dad in that too. Um, this has been great. It's been fun. Yeah. The art's great. Like you said, the storyline now we're getting into something more serious about her dad, which also I enjoy uh, when she was in young Avengers, we had that kind of, uh, conflict about her dad and like being a villain. Sorry. Uh, number six of Hawkeye is Michael Walsh as the was artist. That the, uh, Jessica Jones? Yeah, I think that's, that's the first around, one with yeah. Jessica Jones. Okay. I didn't really notice any difference. Yeah, maybe Not because Edward's Blair's right colorings and everything's still on it. Yeah, was Jodie Blair still in colors? Yeah, she's still in colors. Yeah, this book is... what There was a book I was reading before this that I was like, oh, this is my Marvel Yes book because it had that same kind of feel to it. I can't Infamous? remember... Hulk. No, it was before. It was last wave. I can't remember. It was the last wave book that I was like, oh, man, I don't want this book to leave. We'll say it over and over again, and I'm sure you both are going to agree. The greatest Marvel books that are coming out right now have nothing to do with the tie-ins. Correct. Absolutely. Hawkeye like, has nothing to do with that. It's doing its own thing. Hulk. Uh, Hulk. I know, you I know you're not reading it. Infamous but Iron Man. Doing Jessica its own Jones. Thing. You guys don't read that, but that's fucking great. Is she not tying in? Because I know it had the Hydra it has shape a on it. I don't know. I guess I got to read it now. But it doesn't mean, I mean, it could have Hydra on and have nothing yeah, to do with exactly. the tie-in. But I mean, and not that, let's say X event, not even Secret yeah. Empire, but whenever they tie in, it's always just a, derail, a derailment of the actual story. Right. And, the, and like, I think Marvel needs to learn that what makes these stories great is that they're all different. They're all doing their own thing. They're all telling a story about this person. So when you group it in with whatever event you're doing, then it just becomes another thing that I'm like, what if I want to say out of Secret Empire? And I'm reading Hawkeye, and I'm like, man, this book's so fun. It's different. And then, hey, here comes Secret Empire. Then it's like, what are you doing? I don't want to be I would rather them 
put a book out just for Sierra, like Secret Empire. Because they did have the Amazing Spider-Man for Civil War Two. There was Civil War Two, Amazing Spider-Man. They did a four-issue run. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, so they yeah, should do be that. way to do it, yeah. Yeah, do it like that. Do it. If you want to put these characters in, put them in their own shit that doesn't involve us, and we'll keep it as we want. Let me ask Crazy a question quick. Would you still have to buy those issues, or could you skip them mentally in your head? Or would you be like, I gotta get I those. think, okay, okay, if I... The numbering wouldn't change, though. No, I'd say, I think, I think my thing would be that if, I'm, if I could get Hawkeye 1 through 8 yeah. and 6 and 7 could have been a tie-in and they did their 1 and 2 individual thing, Let, I wouldn't have had to go back and let's get Let's say it, for the I sake of the this question, story. it's Hawkeye 1 through 8 and then there's Hawkeye Secret Empire 1 and Hawkeye Secret Empire 2. You could skip it? Yeah. Because I, I, well, I guess I never got Amazing. Well, see, that Amazing Spider-Man wasn't point ones. It was literally number one, was. number okay. two, number three. Because I didn't say, I, I would have stayed out of it. And actually, that's the reason I drop books now is because they get automatically tied into it and not. Yeah, because I expected Corey to get that Civil War 2 Amazing Spider-Man thing and he wouldn't get it. And I was like, well, fuck, I'm getting it then. Because then he was like, well, I don't want anything to do with Civil War 2 with Spider-Man. And so I was like, all right, I'll pick Which it up. Which Spider-Man was it, Peter? It was Peter. Oh, okay. I thought maybe it was Miles because he was a big part of the story. I really like this. It's still one of Marvel's best books. Yeah. Uh, Daredevil also staying out of uh, Marvel. That's all great, yeah. too. Like, that's what you got to look for. And I think in this show, we gripe a lot, Marvel a lot. But I think we're griping about uh, their need to do these events, to do time to these events, to restart things. For no reason to make money, you to, gotta find. To force it's like you're fuck. You gotta be a 49er here. You gotta pay. You gotta pan for gold here. You know, look for the gems. Not the football team. Look here's here's a hint. You go to the, you go to your comic book shop if you're RainbowComicsAndCards.com or or Rainbow Comics if you walk in. Look at the covers. Anything that says Secret Empire, stay out of it. Look and see. Oh, Hawkeye, that's not a tie-in. It's probably good. It's you know quality, what I mean? Yeah. Hulk. It's probably good. I don't think there's anything that isn't a tie-in that right now that I can think of that I wouldn't be like don't give that a chance I think they're all basically and I think yeah. it's a strong like Marvel's issue isn't not having strong writers it's not having strong artists they have good teams it's just when the teams are told to do something they're not wanting to do that's when it's like you can tell they're not giving their all right. when they can do their own story things like Hawkeye has been I think it's been fun it's been great like that's a book that I get and I'm like yeah, Hawkeye. Like when you put it on this list to read this week, I was like, "Fuck yes, I get to read yeah. Hawkeye again." Not that I wouldn't read it on my own, but I was like, when we read books for this show, so I was like, "Oh, I have to read this." So like, I have to find time to read this rather than yeah. trying to fit it in. Yeah, you're excited for it. There's only one book on Secret Empire that I think is all right to have been included, and that's Captain America. Yeah, no wow. shit. No, I'm just saying that um, Steve Rogers' <laughs> Captain America is the only one that to me makes sense. What about Sam Wilson? And then Sam Wilson probably be the second one. I was like, okay, I understand they're important to this part, but you don't need every other book. What about Black Widow? Shut up. <laughs> she's <laughs> she's done. Book. She's got her own book, and she she's like, fuck this shit. I'm staying out of it. All right, last book of the night. Seven New Eternity, number seven, written by Rick Remender, drawn by James Heron, colors by Matt Hollingsworth. Or should I call it... Seven to Eternity, number seven, Mos Eisley Cantina. Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? When this issue started, I was like, Opeño, where are you, baby? Uh, like this, I, that's the second. dumbest concept to me. I've never had an image. Well, there's one image book, and we've talked about it before. Wolf, Wolf where the artist changed, and Go the art it. was shit. And then Alex this. Cott? Was it Alice Cott's book? Yeah. 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 And then this is the same thing. We had Opeño for the first six issues. And then even when you open up the title page, it says... Um, Rick Remender and James Opinia in collaboration with Image Comics prevent to you seven to eternity. It says that on the title page. Yeah. I'm like, well, where the fuck is Jerome Opinia then? 
Uh, here's the thing. I'm I'm mad. I'm pissed. Obviously. Um, <laughs> when I started this issue, I was kind of mad too. I was like, "Where's Opinion? Like, I love yeah. his art. I think it fits the story well. And he knows how to do the magic and everything. Like everything that is the story that I like about this fantasy tale. Like he makes it grand. He makes it what it is. Um, by the time I got to the end of the issue, I was like, "It's okay." Like I, I. Yeah. I thought it was fine. James Heron, I do like a lot. He does the art for Rumble. I, say, I, I like, I his like his art. Good. I like his yeah. art for Rumble. For Rumble, it's amazing. But it's one of those things that this book, best looking book after um, after having Opinion for so long, you're like, okay, this is this took me out of it. Yeah, it was different. And, and you're so, right. It was like like I was saying before. It was like, well, this is not the book that I sign up for. Yep. Not that it's bad. It's just that it's different. I picked out a cheeseburger. You know, give me a chicken sandwich, baby. You know, like they're both going to feed grilled me. chicken. Even <laughs> they're both going to feed me, but baby, I want that beef. Yeah. You know, yeah. And uh, it wasn't bad, but I'm going to give this one a seven. Beef? This is this is a seven for me. Where it's an or two. Well, we I like didn't. the mag- You know what? This is the only fantasy book I get. I went really? to Autumn's Land. Is that over? No, it's There's just on a, br- it's on a break. I don't know how long. But I, don't I mean, know. like. like I was kind of bummed that Adam and uh, what's his face wasn't in it. Was it how do you say that it? last issue was fucking amazing? Yeah, I'll that was that so much. good. I'll it was six, six was when he made aces. that. Let's talk about it. Adam made a choice. He's like that he's gonna help out the the uh, King of Whispers. Yeah, instead of Jamalia or whatever. Instead of her, she left her to die, and he's gonna go and get healed. Um, I thought it was fucking great. And then this issue when they talk, I think it's in this issue or the last issue where they talk about sometimes. Villains don't know that they're the bad guy. Yep. Sometimes they think that they're doing the right thing, and they justify any time. It was this that, issue. Okay. It was his son. Oh, he was telling the story. Yeah. Uh, is, is no, it was he's reading the story to his kids. Oh, you're right. Sometimes there's a character that they're reading story for. I see the story I liked in this issue a lot. Mm-hmm. It's just the art I didn't feel like it fit. Yeah. Um. Sometimes they just justify their need, their what they need to do, and then. They don't see that they're doing something wrong. They see that they're doing what they need to do. Yep. And like that fits so uh, greatly with what Adam's doing. Obviously, I'm sure that's Rick's point. Um, but like, I like that the story isn't about Adam's a good guy, Mud King's a bad guy. I like that it's about. They're guys. They're people. And I think also, I, I had a couple of issues ago, I had, did have, I did bring up that I didn't like the Mud King's just an asshole. Like, I were happy to our pure villains. But I think he proved himself the last couple of issues that maybe, like, for him, because he, oh, maybe he's tricking them. Uh, I got tricked once by Negan, but um, uh, maybe he really does think he really was friends with his dad, and he thinks he can f- turn Adam and make Adam on his side, and that'll justify what he did to his dad all those years. All like right. he's like he was my friend. I really wanted him to be part of my team, and he didn't want to be with me. So like I had to do what I did. But maybe if I can get you to be with me, maybe that makes it all better. Right and. I think that was for me. That was like, wow, that's different. I never seen a bad guy be like, "I was friends with your dad. Like, I'll look out for you. Like, let's go do this thing." And maybe like, maybe he's feeding him bullshit. He's yeah. feeding everybody bullshit before, but it's very interesting from taking this group, which we thought was going to be like this long voyage to bring the Mud King somewhere, to right away derail them. And it's like it's not going to be easy, right? All this shit's going to happen. So like, where I keep seeing this book going, they're always like, "Nope, we're going this way," and it's. I I find it exciting to see where it's going. I I have to admit I the first issue was great, and then two, three, four, and even five, I was kind of like, you know what, I could drop this book, and then I read six, and six really was the saving grace for this book to see how how good action scenes can be, how good the storytelling can be, 
And so I was even forgiving when I read seven. I was like, yeah, you know what? I know, I know it's going to get better yeah. again. I'm staying out. I'm not going to drop this I've, by any I've means. I've Yeah, I know you guys were talking. But about I think before. like so, if we're talking about Adam and the Mud King, that's like the A story, right? So I think the B story of this issue was losing me. That's why I called it Mos Eisley Cantina because like when they go to the cantina and have some beer, basically, and they're they're trying to find uh, Javalia's brother. And they do what the guy does, the like I don't even know the goblin, name, the goblin guy. But then they bring you that new character with the horns. The it almost seems like a bounty. He's a bounty hunter. I thought he was forced he a frog? In there. I don't know. That's the problem. He has a frog, but I he think has a he's frog. Like the, frog. the frog accepts the change and is like the banker. Yeah. So I don't. I didn't like him. I thought he was forced in there, and even that cliffhanger at the end where he like grabs him, grabs him. I was like. Ooh. I you know he was he was an okay character. I like that we've been introduced to a new threat. And I actually like the weird purple black titted chick. Yeah, the old lady at the end. Because yeah. now she sucks out your souls and puts them in Ultrons. Oh, I see Jack. Yeah. I don't know who you're talking for a second. Um I Did think that's that? a fault. <laughs> I think that's a fault of like when you think of Rick's other books, Deadly Class, like all the characters are built enough that you're like, you know who they all are. You can, they all are all unique. You know, when you see when you're like, I know what kind of person that is. Or in this book, I really don't know who anybody is besides Adam and the Mud King. Yep. Yeah. Like everybody else just feels like they've been in the background until this issue. They get like three page character development instead of like whole issue character that, that's development. The one, that's the one shortcoming that this book has. I have no tie to anybody other than Adam and the Mud King. I forget their names every time. I yeah, always remember Javalia. I, I get confused like, who's Javalia. even part of the team. I think it might uh, benefit from... A first page, like who's who's who? Oh yeah, show the yeah, like, I don't picture. Who, like, yeah. Half the time, I'm like, I see somebody who's like, "Who are have you? Have they been in this issue? Have been in this story since the beginning? Or like, is this somebody new? Somebody or, new. Do you know the only other character I actually know is Drawbridge, and he's dead. He was the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Mecha yeah, they could guy. gray out what the I give team it? if they're gone. Yep. Did we rate these already? No. No, we can do it again. Uh, I, we rated off and on. I give it a seven. Seven attorney. I'll give. I'll agree a seven. I'm also on seven. I just. It could have been. I better. still like it though. It's one I of my, liked it, it's yeah. my fantasy books though. So it didn't. It didn't throw me off, but it didn't. It didn't amp me up for the next. One. I like I'm the way magic like, works yeah. in this this series a lot. It's like better than uh, part Doctor of Strange. you and like uses your life a little <laughs> costs bit. Costs you stuff. It is cost you stuff in this. No, I know. I'm saying Doctor Strange, where everything costs you. You You're throw Dr. up Strange. blood and oh, whatnot. I see. Hawkeye number Let eight. me throw a spirit of uh, ending the show on here. Uh, that's been all the reviews for this week. Are we we were rating everything. What? We did already. We've we've rated every single issue we okay. talked about today. Okay. I just meant seven attorney. Oh, I see. Do we rate it? Okay. Get the fuck on board, baby. You know what Alex said to us? Batman twenty five. He texted us, being like, "Do you guys know this is a prequel?" I go, "Yeah, we've been talking about it on the show for the last six weeks. Where you been, buddy? Hey, I've been, I've been busy <laughs> reading Game of Thrones. You've been on this show." <laughs> Did you not hear on uh, our game night? I don't listen to what some of the shit you say. <laughs> Batman 26, Daredevil 23, Nightwing 24. Whoa. Oh, never mind. Uh, Hawkeye 8, uh, Seven Attorney 7. Those have been the books for this week. Jupiter's Legacy is, number that five. That's me off every time I look at it. Seven Attorney 7. Do you say Jupiter's Legacy number 5? Oh, no. Jupiter's Legacy number 5. Uh, those are the books been this week. If you go to RainbowComicsAndCards.com. Or Rainbow Comics and Cards in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, or Lincoln, Nebraska, you can uh, get those books. Give them the letter to you. Like I said, sometimes you're a hermit. Don't want to leave the house. Come right to you. So you know what? You would have been. You could if you would just order it. Jupiter's Legacy. You could have just waited at your house for it. Instead, me and him went to the shop every week looking for it. Probably came out. Cried in my car every time. Yeah. 
Uh, I have to actually clean Kleenexes in my car. Rootsoftheswampthing.com. Go there to learn about the green. Uh, Roots uh, Swamp Thing was in... Uh, I saw John put out this week that he was in Bombshells this week. So if you're a DC Bombshells, he was in that. Uh, we're still hoping for that... Uh, buddy, I had something to talk about in Free Talk, but we passed it. But I'll bring it up briefly and we can make it talk about it next week. DC announced another imprint of mature superhero books. Yeah. They're really? going to start doing mature superhero books. Which... Motherfucker, didn't I talk about this shit? Constantine, Swamp Thing, it's coming, baby. I know it. Those are going to be the first two. I guarantee it. Did Hellblazer get um, taken out? That's still out. No, it's it's still still out. Yeah, right. They're not going to lose money. They're waiting for this bad boy to start. Oh, I think they should lose the money and put it in the mature section. You know, there actually was an article. I think they did announce some books. But I tried to open the article 15 15 times, and it would never open. Mm. Supposed to be a surprise, bro. (laughs) So I was like... Got to read the headline. I usually like to read what actually the article right. says and not just read the headline, but I was like, I guess I'll just read that headline. So <laughs> there's probably information out there. They might not even announce Swamp Thing, and you're thinking, of course, motherfucker, they announced it. What are you talking about? What uh, kind of show is this? Wednesday comic 605 at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought of Spider Man Homecoming. I keep calling it Spider Man 2. I don't know why. You're trying to keep I think because that's what the. It's a common thing we say. Spider-Man 2 is a good movie. Homecoming. Uh, I've just been calling Homecoming. Tweet at us. Let us know what you think. At Wednesday Comics. So you can follow Alex. At. At Alex Pastralo. You can follow Garrett. At Garrett2188. You can follow me. At Marvin underscore Saguaro. Facebook.com slash Wednesday Comics Podcast. Did I get an error in the script? Uh, Facebook.com slash Root to the Swamp Thing. I wonder who wrote it. Facebook.com <laughs> slash Rainbow Comics and Cards or the Lincoln location at Facebook.com slash Rainbow Comics and Cards Lincoln. Find us on iTunes, rate, review, subscribe. You can, you know, here's the thing. I got to tell you something, though. Yeah. So there's one rule I learned about Spider Man Homecoming that you can never use the bell for comedy. <laughs> <laughs> they knew. That bell equals comedy. <laughs> they started playing that fucking... When you go to that movie, you're going to hear that bell go off like 20 times. I looked at Marvin. I was like, son of a bitch. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. Google Play, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, underneath the SueEmpire.com. Subscribe and download the show. Uh, I, you know, I'm going to bring up this point because a uh, friend of the show, uh, guest host uh, number 1.5, uh, Corey Wallace. That was some shitty one. Uh, oh, I got stuck in this mentioned to me he was like marvin how come there's no more show notes and i was like motherfucker every week i kill myself over show notes he's like i love the show notes i go they're still there except uh recently our provider uh pushed us to facebook i used to make facebook posts uh manually and motherfucker i tell you what facebook's not uh good at making posts for <laughs> it it was horrible yeah. it, it always frustrated me every week but now they're like, hey, you want us to push Facebook for you? And I go, all right, baby, let's do it. You can do it automatically. It takes some work out for me. Uh, the thing is, though, they don't post all my notes. Uh. Um, however, that's only if you look at it on Facebook and play on Facebook. If you actually click the link and go all the way through, there's notes. However, the best way to listen to the show, tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your aunts, tell your uncles. Depends. Download them on a podcast catcher. If you, have, if you have an Apple phone, there's a podcast app. If you have an Android phone, get something like Podcatcher. Uh, there's a mo- multiple ones, whatever you want to do. Um, you can do that, and the show notes are always there to tell you when we talk about a comic, when we stop talking about a comic. Uh, I listen to the show and get those times down, and believe me, 
somebody better be using them because that takes a long time. They're accurate. <laughs> uh, so if you like, oh, I haven't read Batman 26, you can skip right over it. And Corey said that's the reason why he used it for and she could still use it. But in case somebody else was confused, also being like, hey, what happens to those notes? They're still there. You just can't do it through Facebook because it's automatic now. And on YouTube, look down in the description. I put it down in the description too. And YouTube. Do I? Yes, I do. Um, that has been the show. Is that all the things that you talk about? I'm pretty sure. Probably. Uh, keep an eye on this feed. We're going to try to... Uh, our uh, goal for year two is to have more guests on. So we're going to have some more guests on the show. And uh, hey, we just had one today. Guess what's two. One for five. One. That has been Wednesday Comics for uh, Wednesday Comics. Wow. I have been Vulture. Holy fucking shit. I'll, I'll be the shocker. Well, that only makes me fucking Iron Man. You're the tinkerer. I'll be the tinkerer. <laughs> I don't want to be the tinkerer. I don't tinker. I fucking blow shit up. I like how he doesn't take Scorpion. Yeah, that would be Scorpion. <laughs> Scorpion's the bottom tier villain, so no. Don't wait. He's the, whatever. <laughs> so anyone, uh, everyone, keep turning those pages. Hey, where's my bell? <laughs> <laughs>